Blog Talk Radio.
my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Well, shalom, shalom, my, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Thank you, Lord. T- uh, tonight, I want to share um, a, a teaching about prayer. Prayer. I've been meaning to, to, to do this, this teaching, this Bible study about prayer. Praise the Lord, and, and, and I've been putting it off, but I think uh, before I go, I go ahead and continue to bring out the teaching, I think it's time that, that, that I bring this uh, teaching about prayer, because prayer is so important. It is so necessary, hallelujah, to be effective in prayer. And the Word of God teaches the, the Word is effectual, which is... is uh, it's an effective way to pray. And we need to learn to be affected as a bride of Christ when we pray, brothers and sisters. We want to be affected. We want our prayer to carry our petition before the throne. Prayer can carry, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, us closer to God, can carry other people closer to God. Praise the Lord. Can carry our needs before God. Prayer, it, prayer is so effective, it's so powerful that it can carry our needs before the throne. I believe uh, uh, most of the needs that the world have today, hallelujah, are because there is such a lack of prayer amongst the nation, among the world. There have been questions that people have for many years. That I believe I'm going to help you by the word of God answer those, uh, hallelujah, those questions that many people have. And many of they are, why if God is so powerful, if God is in the throne, if God is in heaven, why is there so much need in the world? Why is there people dying of hunger? I believe those questions can be answered, hallelujah, by the lack of prayer, brothers and sisters. Because when there are needs in front of the throne of God, there must be prayer also before the throne of God. You see, uh, Jesus gave us the golden rule in regard to petition and prayer in Matthew 7. In Matthew 7, which I'm going to go there, praise the Lord, and show uh, God's people in the world and everyone who listened to this teaching, hallelujah, that the need of food, the need of clothing, the need that the world has, it is simply a lack of prayer that the world has. Because with God, all things are possible. God can provide all the needs of the world. God can provide what the poor needs, what the world needs. Thank you, Jesus. But if there ain't nobody praying, hallelujah, the need are not being met by God. God is not hearing from his people, the prayer warriors, the need of the nation, the need of the poor, brothers and sisters. In Matthew 7, 7, Jesus gives us the golden rule in regard to coming through the throne in prayers. He says this, Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Thank you, Lord. Mighty Jesus, mighty Lord, help us to understand, Lord, hallelujah, this word, Lord Jesus, that the, the nation, my brothers and sisters, 
will take this message to heart, will take your word to heart, Lord, and would always remember what Matthew 7, 7 says, Lord Jesus. That when we ask, it will be given to us, Lord Jesus. Even if we ask for someone else's need, it will be met by God. Lord Jesus, that this word of you, Lord, will be will be will sink in, 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 in people's heart, Lord. And it will help them understand that what God all things are possible. Mighty Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, touch every heart, every life. That listen to this program, Lord Jesus. Effectively, Lord. Lord, to hear, to know and understand what your word says. In Jesus' name, Yeshua, name, Jehoshua, name, I pray. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I hope, I truly hope that this message tonight uh, will bring such a blessing to God's people and that the eyes of many are open through this teaching. Hallelujah. Because they are so fundamental in this last date. Because a lot of people are crying. A lot of people are asking for change. Are asking for soul to be saved, for people to come to Christ, for more knowledge of God upon the earth. And all this is happening, and much more it will come to pass when we pray, brothers and sisters. The need of people in Africa, in Central America, in South America, hallelujah, and around the world, hallelujah, will be met by God. When we pray, Jesus showed this to me a few months ago, that when I was praying for the nation, he showed me how my prayer was being so effective that he was able to, to touch people, to bless people, to bring people to him. And I saw his power through my prayer, oh glory be to Jesus, not to me, how he was touching thousands of people around the world as I was praying for them in the, in the midnight hour, brothers and sisters. This is so important that each Christian understand the power of prayer, how powerful prayer is, and that we all will pray, especially with fasting. Prayer with fasting is so effective. I believe fasting gives prayer the effectiveness. A lot of people pray. Lots of people pray. But I believe that they are not effective in prayer because they don't fast. I'm going to join the two together because this is a teaching from the Lord to me many years ago in regard to prayer and fasting. And I have seen, I have seen tremendous results. I have seen so many people come to the Lord, changed by the power of God, and heal, and people resurrected. You see, when the Lord called me about in regard to prayer and fasting, and I, I was being called by brothers and sisters to come to the hospital to intensive care to pray for people who already were there, declared by doctors. And I, when I saw what the Lord did and what they saw, how people treated me after the Lord did the miracle, the healing, and brought people back to life. In the beginning, hallelujah, I did not understand all this, but I marvel at what the power of God was doing, what Jesus was doing. Resurrecting people back. I said, lay hand and I prayed. I commanded life back to those bodies. And I saw the Lord do it. Hallelujah. I've been fasting and praying. Hallelujah. That God will use me. 
Praise the Lord. All glory goes to Jesus. Now to me or anybody else. Brothers and sisters, I tell you the prayer of the rapture of the righteous is a fact that is powerful. James five sixteen, look what it says. Confess your fault, your sin, to one another, or your mistake, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And pray for one another that ye may be healed. Now, when you say confess your your fault is when someone offends you. It's okay for you to say I'm sorry to that person. Uh, I, I people have told me you don't have to say I'm sorry to me. Say I'm sorry to God. No, if I offended you, I should say I'm sorry to you. Okay, I will repent to God of course for offending you, but I should also say I'm sorry to you. Praise the Lord. That's another teaching for another day. Confess your fault to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Praise the Lord. The effectual. Fervent prayer of the righteous men avail much. Fervent is continual, brothers and sisters. When you do something fervent, praise you, Lord, as I look it up in the dictionary right now. As you do something fervent, hallelujah, it's something that you don't stop doing. Hallelujah. And I believe fervent prayer in the bride of Christ today, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, one of the definitions of the objective of fervent is intensity of spirit. Hallelujah. Feeling enthusiasm. You're willing to do it. You want to do it. Having, doing it, doing it, effective. Praise the Lord. A great warm. You want to do it. Hallelujah. This is one of the dictionaries says. Thank you, Lord. Online, I usually like to go through different dictionaries. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Intense emotion. You desire to do it. Extremely hot. And hallelujah. Fervent. 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 you just doing it. I believe one of the definitions, biblical definition of fervent, hallelujah, prayer, is praying without ceasing, as Jesus taught us. Rabbi Jesus taught us in his teaching. Hallelujah. Pray without ceasing. Then we see the Apostle Paul saying to the church to pray without ceasing. He prayed without ceasing. He was, the Apostle Paul is a great example. The greatest example is Jesus Christ. He cannot be compared to anybody else. But the Apostle Paul was a great disciple of Christ. He prayed for the churches without ceasing. And we see how thousands of people came to Christ. Hallelujah. To the prayer of the Apostle Paul. He never stopped praying. Even when he was in jail. Brothers and sisters, the Apostle Paul, even though he was in jail, he kept praying for the brothers and sisters. His prayer, he said he prayed continuously for them. Continuously is another word for praying without ceasing. And I know there are pastors listening, and they need to take this to heart. Because one of the things I see in people is always asking people for help, asking people for money. And and it's okay to... Uh, to teach people to uh, uh, hallelujah, be obedient for donations and tithes, that's biblical. It's fine. But you, when you're always depending on people, always asking people, it's like you're praying to them instead of praying to God, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And this is something that I apply to myself. I'm always careful how that I ask people to support the ministry. Why? Because... If I'm begging always for money, if I'm always 
They are not depending on God and depending on men. And that can be very dangerous because that's what a lot of ministries do. And then they can fall one day because it's, it's based on men. And if men one day get angry and say, well, I'm not donating to you anymore, then they don't have no more income. But if you are depending on the Lord, no matter what the people say, I'm not going to support you, whether the people get angry and walk away, the Lord will keep providing because he is the owner of silver and gold, his word said. He owns silver and gold. All the silver and gold of the world he owns. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. God never have any lack of anything. He has always abundant. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek. Hallelujah. I learned to ask through prayer. The prayer carry my petition before God, always, when we pray. Hallelujah. And as, as I was in prayer with the Lord, this is something God was opening my mind and my understanding that the need of the nation, like Africa and many other nations, the financial need. We've got a great uh, problem right now in Venezuela and Colombia with the financial need. Hallelujah. Many other nations. Because of the mishandling of money. I believe they have a lack of wisdom, lack of understanding. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Not so much lack of money. Because they have so much oil. They're like the the, the fifth in the world, seventh in the world in oil. The billions of dollars are coming in, but it's not being managed wisely. So it's, it's going nowhere. It's just going nowhere. Going in into an empty pocket. Praise the Lord. Someone is getting it, but the rest of the people are not, in other words. That is a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge from God. God will get a hold of these people if we pray for Venezuela, if we pray for Colombia. God will get a hold of the government, and the money will go to the need of the people. This is why a lack of prayer, hallelujah, is a lack of power. It always been said, much prayer much power. A lack of prayer, it is a lack of power. It is a lack of effectiveness in the church of Christ when we don't pray, when we don't go to God and say, God, you intervene. Because we always got to remember, when God all things are possible, and to God all things are possible. So, God can change anyone. God can change any nation. God can get a hold of anyone and change their mind instantly. The devil can be doing whatever with people. But when we pray and God intervenes, that's the end of that. That's the end of the problem. God turns it around. Brothers and sisters in India that are listening to me and pastors in India, and so much brothers and sisters, I want to tell you this. If you want God to change India, the government of India, you need to pray. You need to pray. Now, fervent prayer, praying without ceasing. It is a commitment. Prayer cannot just be occasionally, because this is one of the problems. Praying without ceasing is not occasionally. Praying without ceasing is not even twice a day, brothers and sisters. Organization, hallelujah, around the world have missed the mark in regard to prayer. This is what you do, churches, pastors. Begin to gather people, groups of people, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To pray. Begin to gather people in your church to pray 24 hours. 
get a three shift or four of people that will pray five hours, three hours, seven hours, eight hours. There has been in a U.S. very successful ministry for over the years that have gone around the world and preached almost a million to people. Why is this? Because of prayer. They have a back a backup of people and prayer behind the ministry that have prayed for them 24 hours, brothers and sisters. And this is what it needs in India, in Pakistan, in China, in Japan, hallelujah, in Europe, Germany, France, and so much more countries, Spain, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. In Israel, there's always prayer in Israel. That's why Israel has not been destroyed. The Jewish people understand that. They always gather for prayer. Hallelujah. But even we can get more intensive prayer, brothers and sisters, if we can teach about prayer and teach people what is to pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. Jesus every day, every time he can spend time with the disciple. But when you read that he, he separated himself from them to go pray, you say, you know, he could have just invited them to pray. Well, they did not have the teaching. They did not, they were not trained in prayer. Even when he taught them the prayer, the Abba Father prayer, one of the greatest great, great prayer in the, in the Bible, Jesus taught to his disciples. Brothers and sisters, they were still not ready. In other words, they were still not committed to prayer as they should. So Jesus, hallelujah, can, can only, hallelujah, teach them. But because they were not practicing the teaching yet, he could not say, come and pray with me. Only in Gethsemane, at the end of his ministry, when will he invite a few of his disciples to the Mount of Olives to pray with them? And you can see their lack of prayer, their lack of skill in prayer, their lack of, of training in prayer, their lack of understanding about prayer, brothers and sisters, was so great that when the Lord began to pray, especially in the midnight hour, they fell asleep. That was the lack of understanding how important it was to pray. Now, also what the Lord teaches us there in the Mount of Olives of our prayer is that he wanted them to pray with him. What is he talking about? Agreement in prayer. One of the most powerful things the Lord has revealed to me about prayer is the agreement where two or three gather together in my name, there I will be. Or whatever two ask in my name. Whatever two or three ask in my name, it will also be granted. That is an agreement in prayer. He wanted a disciple, his disciple Peter and them, to learn agreement in prayer. Because he was going home. He was going back to heaven. They were going to stay. But if they were to pray with him at least one hour, he said, one hour, that would have been so powerful in their own life. God would have done so much for them. I believe that there would have been thousands and billions of angels from heaven. Strengthening Peter, protecting Peter and the rest, being with them so powerful. But instead, because they did not pray at least one hour when the Lord, when the Lord got arrested and taken into jail, they ran afraid. They ran to a room and where they locked themselves afraid, 
fear had got hold of them. And fear is not of God. Fear, it is not of God. Hallelujah. There is a fear of God to serve God. But the fear that the devil plants into people's mind and lives, it is a fear where they run and they lock themselves up and they don't want to do anything. It, they become unbelievers. Unbelief get hold of them too. Because they, they don't believe. We see one of the disciples of Jesus told us, Hallelujah. Unless I see them. You say, fear. The fear got the unbelieving in Thomas, brothers and sisters. That's what I believe in regard to that. So the Lord taught them and said, Ask and, and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And through prayer you can ask God for anyone, for anything, for any nation, for any change, for any for people to be saved. Praise the Lord. And I tell you this, he will do it. The prayer of the righteous avail much. He will, he will do it. Hallelujah. He said, ask and it shall be given to you. All prayer are granted by God. It can be right away. It can be later. Or it can be after, later, brothers and sisters. But God answer all prayer. And he may answer them in different way. You may be asking, praying for a house. And what God may do is provide you with the money for the house, not the house necessarily. You see, God will choose to answer. Hallelujah. But when you persist, when you pray without ceasing, not only will he provide you with the money, he will provide you with the house and everything in the house that you will need. Because you are persisting. God just provided you the money, but you're not stopping asking God. That is praying without ceasing. The more I have seen this, I ask God for something. But then I continue to pray. And he just doesn't just give me that. He'll give me more than what I'm asking. Why? Because I am not stopping. When I pray to see the Lord as Abraham did, when I read Genesis and I saw that Abraham had an encounter with God and the angel, I wanted the Lord, I wanted to meet the Lord as Abraham did. But one thing was revealed to me in heaven. I did not stop. God granted it to me. Because I did not stop praying for years. I was with it for over a year. I remember non-stop fasting. Non-stop praying to see the Lord. Brothers, one year. That was one of the stronger and more powerful years I ever had as a, as a believer in the Lord, I believe. Because... Although I've been taken before the throne and the, and the power can knock you down, why do I say this was a more powerful that year of prayer? Because I experienced a breakthrough that no one taught me in Bible study that it was possible. I did, discovered that myself by believing the word and praying without ceasing that year. I prayed and prayed and fasted and prayed and prayed and believed. Until the Lord revealed himself to me and began to, he began to visit me. Praise the Lord. In the Lord, in heaven I was told, you pray without ceasing. God had to grant you that. Praise you, Lord, because you did not stop praying for it. And that is, I, I discovered how important that is. I understood the word when someone said this to me in heaven. Thank you, Lord. And, and I believe most of the Christian have now learned the power of prayer. Yet, yeah. I believe they, there is a maybe 5% to 10 knowledge uh, in understanding how powerful prayer is. 
And this is part of the problem. It might not be a 5% yet. Understanding of how powerful prayer is. Because when there's lock in nations, when there are locks in people's lives, hallelujah, of food, clothing, and much more, I believe the greater lock is not that, it's prayer. Prayer. And I tell you this because I have listeners from Africa that before they begin to listen to the Lord's Hour in very poor countries, after they began to pray, their whole life began to change, and people thank me all the time. Oh, thank you, thank you, people from Africa. Oh, thank you for your teaching. What a what a life changing! They have changed our life, our family, and I. Oh, glory goes to Jesus, now to me. And I feel that much, much a ninety plus percent that needs to be done yet in the teaching of the word, and and bringing the revelation of the word, especially in regard to prayer, because I believe. If there are 100,000 people that will listen to this message, if 5,000 or 10,000 people take this word to heart and begin to pray without ceasing for nation, for family, for people, for whatever's going on, I believe the world will be changed. I believe God will change the world. I believe we will see supernatural movement of God like we never seen before. People talk about revival, the last revival before the rapture. But they don't understand. you got to go back to the first revival. How did it came about? Prayer. The disciple in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1, read the entire chapter. What were they doing before the putting of the Holy Spirit? Praying, 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 praying. When the Holy Spirit got poured on, upon the church, how many times a day did they pray? Bible says three times. John and Peter came to the temple as it was custom to them to pray three times. How many times did Daniel pray? Three times a day before his blessing came. I believe in my heart 100% that if Daniel had one person agreeing with him, Daniel would not have to wait 21 days to receive his blessing. I believe why Daniel waited 21 days, hallelujah, to receive his answer, to receive his blessing from God, was because Daniel was praying alone. Daniel was not praying in agreement. I believe agreement brings petition faster to you. Faster. I believe that when two or three gather together in my name, as Rabbi Jesus taught us, you begin with another person. You begin with another person, a third person. In all that union and prayer for that petition brings us so fast to your life that you will be stunned. I, I saw this because, yes, we went to pray for the dead as they die in the hospital, and God brought them back, but I was just not alone. I had other brother who were committed with me to do this. And as I say to them, they are together. Some people say, oh, let, let me just pray here in the corner. I said, no, let's pray together. I understood agreement. And for me to give them a, a, an hour or two or more of Bible study to help them understand agreement, ever. see, we have Bible study, and I share with them. But I see a lot of people having a hard time understanding it understanding agreement, so that I believe the Bible study, and I see people struggling, wondering, because some people, you bring you bring in this important message from the Lord, and people are wondering. 
sometimes uh, I know people listening to a lot Lord Tower can be watching television while they're listening. That is wrong. That is so wrong. Or listening to someone else. That is so wrong. On the phone with someone else while the Lord Tower is on. That is wrong. Listening to the news, CNN, Fox News, whatever. That is totally wrong. I am telling you, when you listen to this program, the Lord Tower, when I'm sharing the word, please give a hundred percent of, of, of listening, of your time. Meditate on the word that I'm sharing. I believe a lot of the, 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 the what people say against this ministry, the Lord Tower, it is because they don't pay attention. Sometimes I tell people, look, I'm telling you this, is in the word, look it up. No, they want me to look it up. Laziness. The Lord spoke to me about laziness among these people. I remember being lazy when the Lord called me to pray in the midnight hour. And the Lord said, there's laziness in you, my son. And I, oh Lord, help me. Take this away from me. I begged the Lord. I said, Lord, please, I don't want to be lazy anymore. Because when you are lazy, you don't look it up in the Word. You don't take the time to pray. If you are struggling to pray, if you, if you want to pray, but you find that you're lazy to pray, you need to cry out to the Lord to break the spirit of laziness from you. You need to say, Lord, set me free from this spirit, from this laziness in my life, this spirit of laziness, Lord. Please set me free. You came to set the captive free, Lord. Set me free, Lord. Because I remember when I wanted to serve life, God, I wanted to commit my life to the Lord. I struggle with television, with this, with that. And I cry out to the Lord. I said, Lord, please, please. And in one, I remember this, this, this meeting of prayer that we have for an hour. I cried that day, Lord, and the power of God came to me. And I felt when all these things were being broken from me. Brothers and sisters, and after the year that I understood that, because I fasted and I prayed for that. Brothers and sisters, I began to do it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I have to turn on my fans. Praise the Lord. It's getting so hot in here. But I tell you, brothers and sisters, laziness is one of the things that is keeping people from, from reaching uh, to, from getting to where God wants them to be. And not asking the Lord for help, it is even worse. Because then you got the problem that you want the Lord to raise you up, to use you, to anoint you, to empower you, to increase your faith. But you, praise the Lord, are not crying out to the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's also not good. That is also not good. Because we got to depend on Jesus. He says in his word, uh, John fifteen four, without me, there is nothing you can do. We need to get that word into our heart. That without Jesus, read it. John, John fifteen four and five. Just read it and understand that without the Lord, there is nothing you and I can do. We need to depend on the Lord for everything, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And again, ask, and it shall be given to you. Please get this word to heart. Seek. You are, what are you seeking? You're seeking in prayer for God to answer you. You're seeking for God to intervene. You're seeking for God to move. Hallelujah. By faith you're doing this. You're seeking. It's okay for you to say, God, why am I not seeing you move when you're praying? 
because that will help your faith to increase because you're seeking for it. You shall find, it says, when you seek so hard, when you seek, you will find the word God says. And sometimes you have to seek hard. You have to. Cannot be passive. Nothing passive. A fervent. The fervent prayer of the righteous. Fervent doesn't sound to me passive. It sounds to me active. You're being active. You're seeking for God to answer. And as you seek for, as you seek for God to answer your prayer, the need of people will be met when you pray for them. Thank you, Lord. Not this has to be one of the most higher and most powerful brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Understanding a prayer. When you get to the level to knock, you say, God, 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 God. I'm sorry, it's a form behind me. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're seeking, you are seeking, you are seeking the highest level. Knock. You're going higher. You're going for more. You're not being passive. Thank you, Lord. You are not being passive. You are seeking for that more. Knock. And it shall be opened unto you as you knock through prayer. God, I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking. Persistent. You're being persistent. Through prayer, for God to answer, for God to grant what you're asking for. You're never stopping. Ceasing is never stopping. It's praying every day, all day long if you could. Just praying and asking. That's why ministry, ministry needs to understand this. They truly need to understand, brothers and sisters, the importance of having a prayer Hallelujah. In the ministry 24 hours. Because when they understand this, when they understand, greater evangelists understood this. And that's why the way we reach out to millions came to them, to the Lord, through the ministry. Because they understood. Hallelujah. They understood the fervent prayer of the righteous avail much. Hallelujah. It's very important. Verse 8. For everyone that asks, receive. Everyone. Talking about someone who is persistent. Someone who is not giving up. If you learn to never give up in prayer. Whatever you're asking God for. Whoever you're asking God for. If you always ask. One, one, of, the, one of the powerful things about prayer that the Lord revealed to us is. That when we pray for our unsaved family, it is to ask the Lord to save them no matter what. That's what in one of Larry's prayer on the Lord's Tower. Hallelujah. Save them no matter what. Because whether they stay in the tribulation, the Lord will still save them. Because you ask Him to save them no matter what. No matter what situation. No matter what's going on in their life. No matter what they choose to do. The Lord can save them, brothers and sisters. He will save them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So everyone that asks will receive, and he that seeketh, find it, and to him that knock it shall be open. Hallelujah. It will be open. 
it will be open. You knock and God will open. The 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 windows of heaven, brothers and sisters, according to Malachi three ten and nine. God said He will open the windows of heaven. Why is the window of heaven closed over Africa and many other countries? And I'm sorry to the brothers and sisters in Africa. I'm not I'm not I'm not here to offend you. I'm just here to point out that where there is such a great need, there is a lack of food and so many things. And God can open the windows of heaven and pour out His blessing so much that it will be so much food everywhere, so much clothing, so much so more. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Again, for everyone that asks to receive it, he that seeks it will find. And to him that knocketh it shall be open. Now, if you think that what I'm teaching is wrong, what watch verse 9. I want you to listen careful to verse 9 because some people say, I don't know, brother. Well, listen to verse 9 now. Okay? This is Jesus speaking, teaching. Okay? Pay attention to verse 9. Oh, what a man is there among you. Whom, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? He's talking about food. He's talking about food. He's talking about a son asking his father for food. He's talking about ask, asking God for food. Asking God to meet our need. When you are hungry, you want to eat. You want to eat. To why, if any man among you, if a son asks him for bread, he will give him a stone. If you be an evil, knows how to good good deed, how much your Father is in heaven, will give the Holy Spirit to them, I ask. If people be an evil, know how to feed the family, or work hard to feed the family, how much God will feed us, brothers and sisters, if we pray for food, for bread, for what we need. Thank you, Lord. What a man among you whom, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone. No. We'll turn around. Instead of giving him bread, a stone person cannot eat. He's making it clear. Person, he will give him food. Another example. Over if he asks for a fish, verse 10, will he give him a serpent? No. No. No, God will not do that. You will not do that to your children. Verse 11. Now look at this. If ye then be an evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father, who is in heaven, will give you thanks to them that ask him? He mentioned bread. If he's hungry, hallelujah, will he give him a stone? He will give him bread. If we, as the nations of hungry, Today, according to the golden prayer of Jesus Christ, Matthew 7 to verse 11, hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the nations of hungry, it is a lack of prayer. And this message has been closed away, see away in other words, because it's not being taught. It's not being, if, if, if churches in India, in Pakistan, in Africa, in China, and around the world, gather to, to have prayer 24 hours among them. The need of those nations, especially for, for food and clothing and so much for God to provide from heaven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Billy Graham, Billy Graham, has a 24-hour prayer center. How much nation have you reached out to? 
How much people have he helped up to? Jersey Island and Puerto Rico, Lord took them home last year, had this also. A 24-hour prayer. How much people did God help Puerto Rico with? How was the economy of Puerto Rico? was still good until the Lord took him home. God took him out. The economy went down in Puerto Rico. Look him up online, how the economy in Puerto Rico is. Brothers and sisters, if there's no prayer, brothers and sisters, there is not much abundance in the land. There's no abundance. The abundance is taken away. Prayer is what keeps the abundance. It was keep the windows of heaven open over the nation. And God will provide. God will supply the need of the people. God will meet the need of the people. I hope someone listen and take this message to heart. I truly do. I, I believe this is one of the golden messages of prayer. Brothers and sisters. And as the Lord gives me more. Because I was in prayer with the Lord. And the Lord started putting this into my spirit. And just giving me this. And I began to understand. He, he was helping me understand. How important that the nation pray. That we pray. That people pray. That people learn how important prayer is before God. Hallelujah. That prayer brings a petition before the throne. Prayer be, brings our needs. Our needs before God. Prayer brings the nation before God. Uh, the palestation, the government, prayer brings government. Pray for your authority, that's government. Prayer brings, in the book of Romans, uh, Paul saying to the Roman, that brings our authority, our men in authority, our, lead, our commander-in-chief, our president, before God. Okay? In the nations. And when we pray, like in America, we're praying, um, uh, the church is praying for, for the president to be changed. God's father is going to change it. He's going to put another one in office. Praise the Lord. The, the one that is convenient for America, God is going to put in office. Praise the Lord. And this one in office wants to stop it. He tried to do everything. But when it's Father God, huh, that's why Jesus said, your Father in heaven, if you're being good, if you're being evil, know how to give, give how much your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. We'll give good things to them that ask Him. Good things. Whatever, whoever God puts into office is good for the nation. Although you may not agree with him. Or may or may you may not even like the person. But if God puts him in office, it will be a good thing. That's why, brothers and sisters, we cannot take people personal and say, Oh, I don't like this person. Oh, I don't I don't like him for this and that. Oh, you're doing this wrong. You're going about it wrong. It's not about who we like. No, I want to see in the office this man who will preach the word always. No. It's who God wants in office. Learn this, please. It's not who you want. It's who God wants. And that's how we, it is not how we want things to be done. It's how God will do them. See, this is one of, one of the problems why there's so much need in the nation. Because people go to man, and people want men to do this. Oh, we want men to seek peace. We want men to do that. How it been... For 2,000 years, men doing their own thing. Bad, really bad. Things are really bad, brothers and sisters. But when we ask God to do it, things will be great, will be good. Again, let me repeat it to you. Hallelujah. Verse, hallelujah. 11. If ye then being evil, this is how God sees us. Don't think that you and I are good before God. Huh. We, we're only through the blood of Jesus. But everything about us, 
We are in the evil world, and we get contaminated every day. That's why we need to repenting every day. This is how God sees sees you and I. And don't be offended. Please don't be offended. And people say, you're calling me evil, Brother Elway. That's not nice of you. Please don't take this personal. Please don't be offended. Understand what I'm sharing in the, out of the Word of God, because it will be a blessing to your life if you're not offended. Again, hallelujah. If ye then be an evil, being bad, we call evil bad today, you being bad, know how to give good gifts unto your children. You know how. You know what your children need. They need to go to school. They need to eat every day. Your children need to be protected by you. In all these things, you and I seek to do it every day for our children. Being evil, being bad, we know how, brothers and sisters, to protect them. We know what they need. They need to go to school, what they need for school. And so much more we do for them. Take them to the park. We want to buy things they like, food that they like. And that's us being evil, the Bible says, being bad. Brothers and sisters, if ye be an evil, know how to, how to give good things to your children. How much more? See, this is one of the problems. That people think less of God than even other people. People think less of God in regard to what God can do. In regard to what God will do. Or in regard to if God will do it right. There is a misconception about Father God. One of the misconceptions is, oh, he will just destroy you. He will eliminate you. His wrath will be on your life. Oh, brothers and sisters, if you do evil, yes. But if you are doing good, if you are seeking to keep his commandment, if you are seeking to be obedient, God is not about to destroy you. God is about to do good to you. Good things. To bring good things to you. Brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. How much your Father, who is in heaven, give, give. He give. He is a giver. Our Father is a giver. You need to understand that if you pray for your nation, if you pray for your country, if you pray for the economy of your country, if you pray for the poor, God is going to meet their needs. One thing I heard the other day in a dream, I, it just came to my mind now, that the Lord was saying to me, people, when they have food before them, they're supposed to pray that those that have none will have some too. And they are not doing that. And uh, wow, that really shocked me. He's talking about his people. Brothers and sisters, people, when they have food in front of them, oh, thank you, Heavenly Father, for this food, you know, bless it, and they start eating. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. He says in the prayer, Jesus teaching his disciples, give us our daily bread. We are supposed to pray for our daily bread. We are supposed to ask God, hallelujah, to give us our daily bread, to supply to us, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, what we need daily, but not only us, hallelujah. Jesus thought, pray for one another. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here is in Matthew 6. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Matthew 6. I know verse 11 is one that says daily bread. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But it began telling us how to pray and how to be humble about it. Matthew 6 will teach you how to be humble in regard to prayer and in regard to asking. Look what it says. Take heed that ye do not, do not your thanksgiving before men. Do not show it. Do not, you know, want people to see what you're doing. To be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward for your Father who is in heaven. Father God don't like the prideful. He looks at them from afar. God wants us to be humble in regard to this. Very humble to Him. You come to Him humble and you ask for, for the need of the nation, for the need of your brothers and sisters, for the need of, of, the, of the poor. And your need and God is going to meet them when you humbly come and ask Him. Humility, it is a great thing missing among God's people. I've been teaching about humility for four years on the air, the Lord's Hour, going to fly years. And you see a lot of the title on the Lord's Hour, the program to come, Humble or Humility. It, it is such a, a, great, a great thing that's missing among God's people, humility. When you are humble, you think about it many times before you offend someone. When you are truly humble. When you're not humble and there's pride in you, you will call people false. You will offend people with ease. You will offend them. Verse 2. Therefore, when thou givest thy arm, do not sound the trumpet before thee, as the hypocrite do in the synagogue and the street, that they may be glory of them. Barely I said unto you that they have their reward. See, it is not pleasing to God when you're being prideful about anything. Verse 3. But when thou givest arm, let no thy left hand know what the right hand does. That thy us giving may be in secret, and that thy father who see in secret himself will reward thee openly. Amen. Verse 5. And when thou pray, see, now he begins with prayer. He takes it to, he takes, taking it to the next level. Prayer, brothers and sisters, is the next level in Christ. It's the next level in God that we... Oh, God, help us. Please don't be offended. Don't be offended. Please, please, brothers and sisters, I, I really want to share the, these uh, golden nuggets that the Lord, these beautiful revelations the Lord has revealed to me. And, and it will help you so much. It will bring you to the next level in the Lord. You will be very close with Christ, with the Lord, if you take these. Because this, these revelations have been given to me by Jesus himself. And I pray, I repent, pray, and I will not believe daily. Because I want God to use me in humility. You know, praise the Lord. Praise you, God. You know, I ask the Lord to provide and meet my need. And, and if God says, well, I'm not going to give you more than what you have, I'm fine with it. And I was saying to that in prayer to the Lord, Lord, if you don't want me to have anything else in what I have, it's fine, okay? But then it was like the Lord reminded me, no, I made you promise that I will prosper you and I'll give you all this and that. 
and and and, and there I said, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Let your will be done. Because sometimes we just we want to remain humble. We don't have a, we don't want to have anything, and we want to remain humble. We don't want to. We don't want to have money. We don't want to have property. We don't have anything. Brothers and sisters, I live. Uh, some people that have visited me to my house see how simple my life is. I, I have a little of everything I need, and that's it. And you, you don't see me uh, crying for more. If I want more, it's so I can help others. I have learned that. Don't say you don't want to have more. You know why? Because... If you don't have more, then how can you help other people? You see? And that's one of the problems we have. Some people say, I don't want to be rich. Well, if you have a heart for the Lord, and if Jesus, like Jesus said to the rich men, give everything you have to the poor. If you're going to give everything you have to the poor, then you want to be rich. You know, see, this is this is what I was not understanding years ago. When I when I was thinking, I don't want to be rich. What, what do I need rich for? I was wrong. Because if my heart is for the Lord, and the Lord gives me the riches and I give it to the poor, then that, is, that, that will give me great reward with God. Brothers and sisters, that is using wisdom. So I was not using wisdom and knowledge. I was just going by my own thing that being poor was being the best, was the best thing that can happen to me. Well, if God wants to give me riches, then I'll give it to the poor. Let it go to the poor. Praise you, Lord. See, and see this is one thing about God. We say things, but God will put it to the test. You know, as he's been doing with me over the year, and when people give me donations, the first thing I do is run to get to the poor. First thing. First thing. I go give my Tyson offering and my offering to the poor. Tyson offering to Israel and my, my, my offering to Africa. First thing. Nothing else is first, but that. And I, and I know as long as I do that, as long as anything God provides to me, I run to get to the poor. I know I'm doing the right thing right away. I know, okay, this is what God wants me to do. I'm doing the first thing God wants me to do. Brothers and sisters, and I want that to be an example to people. That if you do that first, if you take care of God first, if God is first and you're giving, you can be sure that you'll be doing the right thing. Praise the Lord. Verse 5. So when thou pray, thou should not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue or on the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Barely I said unto you, they have their reward. If that's a reward they're seeking, that's a reward they're getting. Verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, hallelujah, into thy hole, into thy closet, you don't need to be seen. You see, when I tell people to guard the people to pray together, do it in the congregation. Doing in a sac sacred place, in a closet. Make a, a building a closet. Make your church a closet. Make your church a closet. And then call it, hallelujah, the closer prayer, if you want. Our church is a closer prayer, closet prayer. And invite people to come to the closet prayer in your church. By the hundred, by the thousands, in India, Africa, and all these countries. And watch what God will do. Watch the movement of God. How God will, pray, will save the thousands. And not only say he will provide to the thousands. Because it's beautiful God's all saving people. But it's also beautiful when God provides for the needs. The, the clothing. The food. Brothers and sisters. I'm only one in the Lord. Part of the body of Christ. But when people in the Lord's hour have sent me email. I email me. Listen. 
my husband and I are on the I are on unemployed. We need you to pray for God to provide a job for us. I pray that most of the people get back to me. A lot of the people forget. They forget when they get a good job and and you know everything is going good. They forget. Happens to me a lot with people. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But see, the thing the Lord is that the Lord answered the prayer. And some people get back to me and say, Brother Elvie, you know, I have you to pray for my husband and I for a job. Man, God provided a job. God has been merciful. And all that. Yes, give a glory to the Lord, not to me. But remember who God used. Remember the people that, that are standing in the gap, that are praying. And I don't, I don't want you to give me no glory or no recognition or nothing. Praise the Lord. But always remember that we are here and we will pray for you. We, I tell people, listen, whatever's going on, you got to go to court. Send me an email. Send me, send me an email. Say, brother, well, I got, I got court next week, and don't do it right the the, the hour before the the same day. Some people say I got court tomorrow morning. Uh, okay, tonight. But see, the more prayer that your case will have in behalf the better you will be in court. I tell I share with people how some people have to go to immigration. Some people were illegal and wanted to get the legal paperwork. Brother Elby, please pray that this uh, uh, family that has been Mexican in a different country, I believe it was uh, from Central America, and they needed the legal paperwork. And the, and the brother was telling me, listen, we love the Lord. We are serving the Lord. Uh, we might have to go back to our country and we want to stay here. We're, we're serving God here. We even go to church here. We're doing this and that. And But uh, our paperwork is not there. We have applied before to immigration. They have not given it to us. They're asking us to, to go back to our country. Praise the Lord. And and, and I sometimes I ask people, or most of the time I ask people, is that what God wants? They, they, they stop right there. Uh, well, immigration told us that we need to go back. And I don't think that's what God wants. <laughs> Remember who's greater. God is greater than all. God is greater than all. See, the problem with people is, oh, no, Brother Elby, it's immigration asking us to go back. I think we're going to have to go back. Listen, listen. Take it in prayer before your Father in heaven. Forget about what the immigration said. Forget about what men said. Let the will of God be done. In and let the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember that prayer. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I have to educate Christians most of the time because they just go with the flow. Don't go with the flow. Go with the Lord. Go with the Lord who is greater. Remember, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And the brother was saying, uh, in three weeks, we need, we got a meeting. Uh, I, I told him to set up a meeting to apply for his paperwork. He says, are you sure? Oh, my God. He's, he emailed me back a few days after. Are you sure, brother? I said, yes, walk by faith and not by sight. He goes and applies to have a meeting with them and all to apply for the paperwork again. In three weeks, I am, I'm, and, and until I tell them, begin to fast, begin to pray. This is how God has told me. We're going to be in agreement. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to present in my weekly fasting, three, three days a week I fast every week. Under the rapture, in my weekly fasting, in my daily prayer, day and night, I'm going to present your case. And I know God hears me, and please don't think I'm being prideful. 
is that the Lord has revealed to me that he hears me. It's not, please, don't take it any other way like some people have. It's that the Lord has told me he hears me. That's why. So, brothers and sisters, if we have taken the case before the Lord, if we pray at the three weeks when he went for the appointment with immigration, he said he could not believe or he could not understand how when he went in there, Mr. Vargas welcomed, they shook his hand, they sat with them. We know that you have applied for immigration and that you have applied before. We got great news for you. It has been approved. You can stay in the in the country. Here's your, your permanent your permanent visa for ten years. It was all. It, they went more for the fingerprint. They, I mean, they already had gone for that. They already went more for signing the paper, receiving the green card, and all that. The whole family. I there were, I believe it was three of them. They were stunned. They were stunned. They were stunned. They never seen God do anything like this. It was all God. They they ever felt in the spirit. It was all God doing. It was done by God. By the time they went to the meeting, they had the green card ready for them. Brothers and sisters, they just had to sign the paper and, and, and whatever they are, and boom, they were out with a with permanent visa. They were stunned. They were just stunned because they, they had applied for it. They had the meeting to go, and in the meeting, they usually say no. This time was in 100%. The visa was ready. It was given to them. Done. Uh, done. They needed no lawyer, but they had Jesus Christ, the best lawyer ever in all history. That's what people forget. And the brother and the family so thankful. Oh my God, we listen to the Lord's hour. Uh, we we listen on and off, but now we're going to truly follow your program. Oh, thank you so much, brother Abby. What a blessing. Oh God, over three times they said no, and now God did it. I said, yes, he did. See, when I can can see people, when I can join people in prayer and see the joy and happiness when God does something for them, oh Lord, that gives me such a joy. I, I am so joyful like them. I'm full of joy for what God did for them, brothers and sisters. And it's been case after case after case in these four years in the Lord's Tower of God answering people's prayer. God opening doors that were closed. God providing for people needs, brothers and sisters. Even in Africa, in all almost in all part of the world, in islands that I don't even know the name. I don't I don't even know how to pronounce the name island. In the Middle East, brothers and sisters. The Middle East. Let me tell you what our brother from the Middle East that came to the Lord through the Lord Tower and Aaron only believe in Islam. Only believer, he was a formerly only believer in Islam, came to the Lord. He is doing Bible study in his home and told me to pray for him. Brothers and sisters, he is so thankful for the Lord's hour. He is, brothers and sisters, God can do anything. I, I, I just want to like sometimes get into people's mind and say, look, just believe, <laughs> claim it, believe it. But it's after people, it's after them. And, and praise the Lord. The Lord is good. He is the one to do this. Now, verse 6 of, of uh, Matthew 6. Verse 6 of Matthew 6. When thou, when thou prayest into thy holy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father who is in secret. God is in secret. 
It's not that God is afraid or hiding for anyone. It is the way God do things. Okay? Just understand that, please. And that thy Father who see and seek, who see us in secret, shall reward thee openly. Hallelujah. Those that humble themselves will be exalted, says the Lord. You humble yourself. That's what you're doing in secret with God. Hallelujah. And when you do this, God will not fail. Hallelujah. God will not fail to answer. Hallelujah. It is so important, brothers and sisters, that, that, hallelujah, when we pray, we know that God is watching, God is listening, God is hearing, and that God in secret will answer. Amen? Do it in humility. Now, watch what I said about agreement in Matthew eighteen nineteen. Again, I said unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth concerning anything, I love it. I love it here. And I'm going to pause here. I want to show you this. Because some people just, they read it and boom, boom, boom. Oh, he said concerning anything. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And they focus on one thing or two things or three things. All right, let's pray for the soul. Oh, let's pray. Brothers and sisters, you can pray even for a specific thing to God. God will hear and God will answer. Understand this, please. Understand this. Again I said unto you, Matthew 18, 19, please let this word get it to your heart. Again I said unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth concerning anything, that they should ask, they should ask, they, the two that agreed, the two that say, alright brother, let's pray for this, let's agree on this. One is asking for one thing, the other one is asking for another thing, but they are in agreement. They are in agreement. That they should ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. God loves agreement. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. That God is the greatest sample about agreement. Let us make man in our image and our likeness in our likeness. In Genesis. What is that? Agreement. That is agreement. When God created the heaven and the earth, God created an agreement. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit agreed. There was no angel. There was no heaven. There was no earth before God created anything. But there was one thing that God had between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Agreement. Agreement transcends the heaven. Agreement goes beyond the heaven. Agreement goes beyond men. God is the greatest sample of agreement. That's why when we read First John about Son, Father, and Holy Spirit, the testimony in heaven, talking about agreement. Agreement. Hallelujah. In the beginning... Let me show you agreement again. I just I, I love to talk about agreement. Because I feel that in Christianity, there's not much agreement about anything. And when you seek agreement, people misunderstand agreement. So the, I believe the more we teach about agreement, the more people will get the picture, the understanding, the knowledge, the revelation. 
And as they do it, the more, the more victory there will be among God's people. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What is that? I'm going to tell you what is that. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Is that, that's what that is. Again, I'm going to read it again. In the beginning was the Word, one. The Word was with God, two. And the Word was God, three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why did he keep saying the word? Word, word, word. Because the word represents Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit don't work through the word, you only got the Father and the Son. It's not, it's not the fullness of God. Jesus is the fullness of God. In him, hallelujah, is the fullness of God. Verse 3. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing was made that was made. See what it says, him. Again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Him are one. And him was life. And life was the light of men. Who are you talking about? Him, the Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehended in us. Who was the light? Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8. Uh, I'm sorry. Verse 9. That was the true light which lighted every man that come into the world. Who? Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him now. Who is that? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, whoever has seen me, he said to his disciples, John 14, has seen the Father. Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. <laughs> I can imagine Philip scratching his head. Oh, boy. Praise the Lord. As many people, some people listening that don't comprehend what I'm t just telling you now, somewhere or someone is scratching their head. What is he talking about? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. And they are in the person of Christ. He is the fullness. Jesus Christ is the fullness of God. All of God is in Him. Praise the Lord. That's why all things were created by Him. Because the fullness of God is in Him. All things were created by Him from the beginning. When God, Father, called the light, Jesus came. Praise the Lord. He has to come. And in creation, the Holy Spirit moved over the water. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So I tell you, it's so much, so much little people know about agreement. And agreement is so powerful. Thank you, Lord. So again, when we ask, we should ask an agreement. It has to be an agreement. We have to agree in what we're asking. Hallelujah. And when God sees that agreement, hallelujah, God will answer. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said it this way. Hallelujah. That whatever they ask, hallelujah, in agreement, to ask in agreement, hallelujah, it will be given unto them. God wants us to agree on whatever we ask because that talks about a union. Hallelujah. Some people will say, Brother Elby, that is a union. Yes. Agreement is a union also. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It is an agreement. Hallelujah. That needs to be. Hallelujah. 
there has to be an agreement among us to, so we can see greater, hallelujah, moving again. Amos 3.3, 3. can two walk together unless they agree? Can two serve the Lord together unless they agree? No. Even marriage, and marriage today, if there's no agreement between husband and wife, the marriage gets dissolved. The divorce will end up in divorce. That's why I heard that in, in, in the body of Christ, there's more than a 50% of divorce. That means 50% of the body of Christ is not in agreement. Praise the Lord. You can agree with your wife, with your husband, about anything you pray to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And God, praise the Lord, will grant it. Again, Jesus said, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I said unto you that if two of you shall agree on, on earth concerning anything that they should ask, it shall be done unto them for my Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Very important that we understand the power of agreement. That is prayer and agreement is what he's talking about. That when we ask, when we pray, we do it in agreement. God, hallelujah, will not fail. Hallelujah. God will not fail to answer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I know we're up into the hour already. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to finalize saying that the prayer of the righteous avail much. And if we learn to pray in agreement, hallelujah, we will see great movement of God. And I believe again, why are there so much poor and so much need in the world? Is a lack of prayer. If you agree with me, you will agree to pray with me for the nation. You will agree to pray with me for God to say more so, for, for, the, for the need of the nation or the poor, for God to meet them. I believe God is doing that in Africa and around the world. With, with, with uh, hallelujah, through a few people that are praying, but I believe in churches in Africa and in, in India and around the world where there are billions of people come in agreement and prayer 24 hours, they will see a movement of God that they, ha they have never seen. First John 5 8, like I said before, there are three that bear witness on earth the spirit and the water, the blood, and these three are agree in one. For what God is what, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Revelation 77, For God hath put in their heart to fulfill His will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast till the word of God shall be fulfilled. What brings fulfillment, I believe, in the body of Christ, what help, what what will God use to bring fulfillment is the agreement of the bride in prayer for the need of the nation, for the salvation of the soul. It is very important. Two talks about two people. But two can be a whole congregation, can be thousands of people, two thousands of people. Hallelujah. Two twenty thousands of people, two hundred thousands of people, two million people in prayer together. Two, that's two. Two million. Two thousand. Two hundred. Two person. Hallelujah. That can be two. Praise God. Two billion of people. Imagine two billions of people praying. Uh, India uh, is going to two billion. China is going to two billion. Did you imagine 200,000 of people just in, in Africa? 200,000 in India praying 24 hours. Or two million alone. Two million. 200,000. 
you know the change that God will do if 200,000 people or 200 people in Africa, a church that will have 200 people praying 24 hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What God will do. The amazing thing God will do around the nation in India. God will shake India and God will save the nation of India. And God will provide all they need. There will be no need in the church. Millions of people, a dollar will come to the church. Millions of currency coming to the church daily. If 200 people will pray. This is another. Why there's so much need in the churches in India and Africa and China and around the world? Lack of prayer. Please take this to heart. Pastor, leaders of the church, understand. Hallelujah. This is why Billy Graham had millions of dollars donated to his ministry. The prayer center, 24 hours. J.G. Avila in Puerto Rico had millions of dollars, 20 million at one time donated. In different times, several times donated to his ministry. Why? Had a 24-hour prayer team. This is what the churches are missing. This is what the world is missing. I want to ask my brothers and sisters in the Lord Tower to pray in agreement with me. Pray as much as you can. Please, for more souls, for billions of souls to be saved or reach out through the Lord's hour to be changed. The message like this not only will be put on Facebook, on YouTube, but in hundreds of websites. See, the Lord was showing me a couple of nights ago in the morning how he showed me a group of fish that I only can see. It. Remember, he said to his disciples, I will make you fish as a man. Okay, it was like, throw the net to the right, and, and the fish were there. But I knew what the fish were. And the Lord was showing me that through the Lord's hour, he was revealing to me. There are groups of people, daily, through the Lord's hour, through this message, being rich around the world. The message are going to those people, what the Lord was showing me. And they're coming to the Lord through this teaching, brothers and sisters. Can you imagine if more people that are of God, people that are anointed, wants to come on the Lord's hour and say, Brother Elvie, when you preach, I want to come with you. I want to come on the Lord's Tower. Remember, uh, 2012, how many people, how many different people we had on the Lord's Tower? 2013, how many people? They're not there today. Those people need a prayer. Sometimes I play message, and my wife is asking me the other night, who is that and were you on the Lord's Tower? I couldn't tell who it was. I couldn't tell. Because there had been so many people that came on, and the move of God was so powerful. How many souls were saved? There is still so much work to be done. I believe God has started the 2016 very powerful through the Lord's Tower. I, I, I've been getting emails from people like, wow, so powerful this year. Brother Elvie, oh, it can be so much more. What I've seen, I have not seen. What I believe God can do, we have not seen on earth ever before. Maybe in Genesis. Brothers and sisters, I am waiting for a supernatural move of God that we've never seen before. The Lord will send me around the nation in, the supernatural, in His supernatural power. And people are going to see things they have never seen since the garden. And not only me, thousands of other people, Christians, will move in the power of God like never before. we got to stop the division that the devil is trying to bring among us that is not of God. The gossiping, the negative, calling people false teaching and all that, that is so evil. That is from the better hell. That is not of God. We cannot be part of that, brothers and sisters. People calling for teach, call, calling people for teaching without any evidence. That is so false. That is so wrong. God is not pleased with that. I tell you, the Father is not pleased with that. He already spoken to me about this. He says it's going to fight. 
She's gonna God don't like that, brothers and sisters. Please don't be part of the evil. Be part of the good. Join us in winning souls. Please in prayer and fasting and your support. Please join us and watch God move and do so much more. I know anointed people, God, that I talk to them on the phone. I'm hoping that some of them will step up soon and come on the Lord's Tower to preach. Because I know they are anointed. I know God uses them mightily. And I know that if they come on the Lord's Tower, the move of God will be even greater. But they need a prayer, brothers and sisters. Some people are in, are in different circumstances of their life. And they need a prayer, more prayer. I believe as more warriors of prayer of race and anointed by God to pray without here on the Lord's Tower, we will see movement of God that we had never seen before. I believe that. I truly believe that. I saw that in prison. I saw a revival and moving of God in the prison. See, I was meditating in prayer about revival. And revival, God brings it to some through someone. I believe I saw a revival where everyone was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit in, in, in prison. I believe the Lord can do this through the Lord's Tower. We see many people baptized through the Lord's Tower, heal and save and deliver. Brothers and sisters, even people brought to dead. Uh, a son of a daughter who was in the hospital, who was declared dead by the, by the doctor, by three doctors. We were praying for him. The Lord brought him back. Hallelujah. In Chile, brothers and sisters, I asked brothers and sisters to join me in prayer, and the Lord brought him back. And the mother was so grateful. She had written to me, so grateful how God had brought her son back and healed him. He, he could not speak, and God had given the power of speech. He can speak now. Brothers and sisters, God can do so much. The sister that was in the hospital who was about to go through through a surgery, and they didn't have to operate her because we pray and God heal her. God can do all this and so much more. He, I cannot even remember all the healing that God had done through the Lord Tower because there has been so much hundreds and the hundreds, brothers and sisters. It might be in the thousands of them. Praise you, Lord. People, some people contact me someday. Oh, I was one that got healed three years ago, brother. You don't remember me. I, I, I don't remember. Honestly, thank you, Lord, because God has been healing so many people, and they come to me, and they say, Brother Elvie, you know, I was one that was healed in that service you had. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, what's your name? Who are you again? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I feel sad because, you know, I'm praying that I can remember all these things. Because it's so sad not to remember the thousands of people that I have met over the year. You know, and the thousands of people the Lord has touched with the Lord's Tower. But I believe the Lord can say billions. And we are standing in prayer for billions to be saved through the Lord's Tower before the trumpet sound. I believe God can do this. Because all things are possible with God. Join me in agreement. Join me in agreement in prayer. That God will do it. Please in your prayer daily. Add it to your prayer list. Have a prayer list with the Lord. Say, Lord, I add, I add this to my prayer list. So when I pray, you will hear this, Lord. About billions being saved to the Lord's Tower. And, and let me know. Email me. Say, Brother Obi, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. That billions will be saved to the Lord's Tower. Through the message God is using you to preach. Okay. Praise the Lord. And I know that if... If I have a few, at least 10 or 20 or 100, it can be more, thousands, all the thousands or hundreds or more, thousands of people that agree with me. We, we got hundreds of people agreeing in the fasting. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy. I am very happy with the, the I, I don't want to forget to say this before I close the program. There are hundreds of people, literally, that have joined us in the three-day fasting, corporate fasting, Monday, Wednesday, and, and Friday. 
I am so happy because the hundreds of people, hallelujah, that are being, that are joining us, are also listening to the Lord Tower, and their life is being changed. Oh, glory be to Jesus and their family. And I believe that we have joined in the fasting and agreement. If we join in prayer and agreement for billions of souls to be saved, I believe God is going to save these people, bring them to his kingdom. Brothers and sisters, so far the Lord showed me, I saw more than a hundred people, I believe it was daily the Lord was showing me, that are being saved right now through the Lord's hour. Jesus showed this to me a couple of nights ago, and I was stunned. I didn't know it was so many, but he was showing me that he's making sure hundreds are listening daily, and hundreds are being, not just listening, saved is what he was showing me. Hundreds were being saved. I was stunned. I didn't know this. I, would th I thought it was only a few daily. No, he showed me over 100 people being saved daily through the Lord's Tower. Why? Because there are several West Side that take these message and put them on the West Side. And so thousands of people are being rich. Our brother showed me weekly, he, 174,000 people are listening to this message, to the Lord's Tower message. He said, brother, your message, look, let me show you. 174,000 people a week. It's being reached through his west side, brothers and sisters, of the Lord Tower. And 174,000 people a week are being reached through the Lord Tower. Can you believe that? And that's only one of his west side. Imagine all these other hundreds of west side, brothers and sisters, including people from Korea and, and around the world. And I encourage people that are listening to me to please continue to work for God and take these messages and put them Everywhere in the world, Tr translate them. Please translate them. We, right now, I, I, I don't know if it's 11 or 20 languages that are listening to the Lord's Hour in the 20 languages right now. But I encourage people, there are more than 20 languages around the world, please translate them. Because the Lord Jesus showed me He is using this message to save soul. And if the Lord is using them, you know how powerful that is when the Lord is using them? People that, that come across these messages are crying for more of God when they when they give the light to the Lord. Isn't that amazing that God is doing these things? I'm amazed by it. I'm, I'm just amazed with what the Lord is doing. No glory be to the Lord, though. But please, brothers and sisters, keep keep these, these programs in prayer. And, and, and please pray in agreement with me that more thousands of people are being saved. Don't miss our sister Carla tomorrow night. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because God is using her, her and Sister Estrella mightily because they are translating the message. Whatever message God gives to Sister Carla, Sister Estrella translates it in English. And they are awesome message. Don't, don't please uh, miss them because you're going to be blessed. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you. There's another message following after this. Don't miss it. Thank you, Lord. Lord, um, on May 3rd, 2012. The vision starts off, the Lord's to my left-hand side, and him and I cross this body of water. I look down, I see the water beneath us, and we're moving very fast, and I'm aware that it's the Atlantic Ocean. Next thing I know, we're staring at this mountain, and we're looking at the mountain and the trees and everything like that, and we're about 40 feet above the tree lines, the top of the tree lines of this mountain, and we're just looking at it. And... Next thing I, I know, I hear this uh, phrase three times. 
Canary Islands, Canary Islands, Canary Islands. Shortly after the last time that was said, the mountain I was watching, just looking at, right in front of me, just boom, went. Now, I was staring right at the part that broke off, okay? And I watched this mountain just totally separate and drop. It dropped so fast that the trees that I had just been staring at were now bent backwards because of the force and the speed of this thing dropping. And there was nothing but just little pebbles and rocks falling after it. It had made a clean break as if you had a butter knife and went into a stick of butter on a diagonal like that. That's how this thing just broke free and went right down into the sea. Now, I watched as this mountain just went down and it, it just took everything with it and it hit the sea and before the mountain was even totally in the water there was this wave that was generated that instantly went to 300 feet I seen this thing go out and up to 300 feet and then at that moment the Lord took me back across the Atlantic Ocean I seen it below us again he took me back to the east coast of America and at this point people had been aware they had been warned that the tsunami was coming so they were trying to get out of their towns and I seen chaos chaotic situations where people were running out of gas and they were forcing themselves into other people's vehicles to get out or they were pulling people out of their cars and taking their cars um, it was every man for himself it was chaotic pandemonium um, gas stations running out of gas it was just pure animal instinct people were trying to get out and they really couldn't go anywhere there's only a couple roads in a lot of those coastal cities there's a couple main roads that take you out and they were instantly jammed jam-packed with traffic and there was accidents and people were riding on the grass I mean it was just it was a situation that was uncontrollable so people were just going everywhere but real, no one was really getting anywhere there was no order in it people were panicking so I seen all this chaos and next thing I know the Lord took me above North America and we were just looking at the whole continent and I'm looking at it and I looked to my uh, right hand side to the east coast and the east coast all from the top to the bottom is gone as we know it. It had taken on so much water that it was it was gone as we know it. As I looked from the top to the bottom, New Jersey stuck out in my mind. New Jersey was gone. It was no longer there. The ocean was now up into Pennsylvania. That was gone. And I looked down the coast and a lot of those cities down or the states below, you know, going south towards Florida were half covered or even more you know the water had come in so far and then when I looked at Florida it was totally gone uh, I was in shock looking at the devastation there and then I looked to my left at the west coast and the west coast had taken on water too in Oregon and Washington and that water didn't seem to come in as far as the east coast I guess because of the land but as it went down into California took on a lot of water and California was actually separated from the United States um, at one part so down there in Nevada where as we see it now it's right on Nevada this was separated it was pushed out towards the ocean and in that separation there there was water that had come up and was 
flooding into Nevada. So California is separated at a point and pushed off into the ocean, and that gap there is also allowing flood to come in. And then I look at the southern region of the United States from where Florida was around to the Gulf of Mexico, and all of those lower states right there are affected by this flood also, as well as the Gulf of Mexico. Um, I remember looking in, I believe it's Louisiana, it's totally underwater, almost to the very border at the top there. Um, Mississippi, those, those bottom states were anywhere from halfway flooded to totally underwater. And the thing that stuck out with the southern region was fires that were burning. I looked down and the fires were just burning. And the whole time throughout this vision, I feel the Lord looking at me, showing me, look, this is what happens. Look at this. And the places that were safe in the vision were like Montana, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Colorado. Those places didn't seem to be affected by this. And um, in the vision, I knew that it was going to be at the end of August. The time frame of when this happens was the end of August, from August 20th to the August 31st. So within that 11-day span, this this event had come, the tsunami, whatever, a series of events I really don't know. I just know that the tsunami came on the East Coast. Um, anyway, that's the time frame. August 20th to the 31st. I do not know the year. But I know that this is something that the destruction we can't even fathom because we have nothing to put it up against. We've never seen nothing like it. We have no source of reference to this kind of devastation. So that's the vision, guys. I got it on May 3rd. The only states that I've seen that were totally underwater were New Jersey and Florida. Uh, as far as the other states, I don't know. All I can tell you is that you have to know Jesus Christ. You have to know Jesus Christ. You do not know when your last day will be on this earth, and you do not know when you'll have to go before the Lord. Are you ready to go before Jesus? Do you know him personally? Do you have a relationship with him? Do you seek God? Does he speak to you? You have to get to know him. You have to personally know Jesus Christ. He's your only hope. And this will be loss of life you can't even imagine. Because everybody's trying to get out there and not going to get out. Many people are not going to get out. We will lose states in this. Whole states. The devastation is insane. But this is what he showed me, guys, so I'm giving it to you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord keeps on showing his people, hallelujah, what is about to unfold, what is about to happen here in the United States, and not just here around the world. Hallelujah. There is so much coming, hallelujah, that this is the time that God wants us to be seeking him, to be seeking his presence, to truly be in repenting before him, hallelujah, so we may be found worthy to escape, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. You know, and the, and the, the, the vision that this brother had, it's it just so, so similar to the one I've seen, but the only thing was that the wave of water that I seen was 
over 300 foot wave of water. Hallelujah. And, and I remember the houses, entire houses and building. Uh, when this way was a tsunami coming to the land, which I was, I was showing this in the middle of the country. I was in the cloud with Jesus looking down to the earth. Hallelujah. And praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I saw how this wave of water was just killing people everywhere. Hallelujah. People were on the cell phone driving on their car to work or whatever. Hallelujah. And the water was just coming into land and, and just killing everybody. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And another revelation the Lord gave me before I share what he what he showed me this morning too, hallelujah. He he showed me the aftermath, hallelujah. Like in, I seen the aftermath in, in I believe what what must have been Louisiana, where 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 people around there, hallelujah, were were um were really um just after the aftermath after the water um uh, said, uh, praise Jesus, after the water came down, hallelujah. And I want to tell people, don't, don't be looking into day too much, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I did hear from the Lord about this year, that we were going to see these things this year, hallelujah. And I know a lot of people have been looking a day, a day, a day. The only thing the Lord talks to me was about, about 2012, hallelujah. That's what he talked to me at the end, uh, 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 I believe it was November, of September last year, hallelujah. He talked to me about what was happening this year, hallelujah. And I, I don't want to give in a specific month because when you're looking in today, it's kind of difficult because you're in the spirit seeing the things that are going to happen here. So we got to be very careful with dates, hallelujah. So don't focus on day. Focus on that. It's coming. It's going to happen very soon. And that we need to be ready, we need to be prepared, we need to be seeking the Lord. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You know, and I, I when I see that the, the Jesus said that uh, when all these things will happen, hallelujah, telling us just to be ready, he never gave us a day, and I believe it, so we will be ready all time. Hallelujah. Now, one time in heaven, the Lord told me that. Be ready of all, all time. Okay? Don't, 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 if you say it's coming next month, okay? People are not going to seek the Lord this month. They're going to wait until the first or next month to seek the Lord. Okay, they will continue in sin this month and wait until next month, and then they'll start repenting next month. Okay, and that's not what the Lord wants. The Lord wants us to be repenting now, to be seeking Him now, to be ready to go home now, that if He comes for us now, hallelujah, we could go home to be with the Lord. That's what the Lord wants from you and I, hallelujah. So he wants obedience from you and I. That's what he wants, hallelujah, that we be an obedient, that we obey him, that we will seek him, hallelujah, that we will stay seeking his presence in our life, his anointing, his power, hallelujah, that we seek the Holy Spirit. We seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We seek to have enough oil like the five wise virgin, hallelujah, that were ready when the bridegroom came, they had enough oil, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. They had enough oil to go back to sleep, wake up in the midnight hour, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And when they heard the bridegroom was coming, they got up and they trimmed the lamp. They got themselves ready. They were ready for the rapture. They were ready to go home but to be with the Lord, hallelujah. 
but the five foolish virgins did not have enough oil for, the, for their lamp. And they went to the wise one and asked for some of their oil. Hallelujah. Which that's what a lot of people are trying to do in the last hour, in the last minute. And they will do that to you. They will do that. Brother, come and lay hand on me. I need some of your oil, brother. I, I, I don't have that oil. Hallelujah. And the Lord is telling them now to seek him now. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But, you know, now they don't want to take it serious now. They want to, they want to get a date. They, they, they want to know if it's going to happen maybe July or August so they can get ready by July and August. But not now. They're too busy doing whatever they want to do now. Hallelujah. And that is not what the Lord wants from you and I. Hallelujah. He wants us to be ready all the time. He wants us to be seeking him now. Hallelujah. Well, when the Lord showed me this tsunami that he's talking about that is going to wipe out New Jersey, uh, at one time the Lord took me there, hallelujah, to see uh, when it was happening. And actually, hallelujah, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Um, Praise the Lord. I, I won't be able to shout with anybody now because, hallelujah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on the mic, hallelujah. Uh, my, my sister, Rally, hallelujah, is translating the message. Greta O'Larry is translating the message into Spanish, hallelujah. So you can stay tuned with, with her, hallelujah, because she is translating the message in Spanish, and, and, and she, she does a great job. I know that, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. O'Larry. Uh, can you please let me know if you if you're translating the message now? Praise Jesus! Someone just asked me a question. Praise Jesus! It might be that they don't hear you or something. Before I go on, Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Thank you, Sister Larry. Thank you very much. Well, in this revelation, when the Lord took me into New Jersey, um, I seen the water rising into the buildings and and just destroying the buildings in New Jersey. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And 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 I ran, I, I, I remember in the vision, I ran into the building because I knew I have family right now in New Jersey, brothers and sisters, and I ran to get my sister and her kid out of the building, hallelujah, and and praise Jesus, hallelujah. As I went into the building, I, I went up, we, we, my sister lives in the, uh, in the sixth floor up in a building up in New Jersey, Union City is called. And I went up the stair running, and I and I knocked on the door, and I said, Natalie, Natalie, you need to leave this building now. And she was like, What do you mean? What do you mean? I said, She said, My my kids are sleeping, Elvie. They're sleeping. Now. I said, Look, sister, you need to get them up right now. The water is coming very strong into the land, and the water is destroying building all kinds of property. You need to get out of here now. And I remember that as we, as we ran down the stairs, down to the street, the water was 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 like uh like four feet tall, and I had to carry the kid, and she had to carry the kid, and we were we were going we were heading north of the mountain. Hallelujah! I remember just running out of the city because I seen the building I seen building coming down because of the wave of water, and and where we were, there's so many buildings there in New Jersey. That it was like the the building was holding back the water at the same time, but I could see just building just giving up. Hallelujah, caving in and boom, building was coming down, and I was like, oh my goodness, praise Jesus, Hallelujah, and and I was all concerned for my brothers and sisters over there, and and I was yelling at them, you gotta get out of here now, 
and they and they thought, well, this, you know, this is going to go away. I'm like, this is not going to go away. This is God's judgment coming down on the United States. Hallelujah. This is God's judgment coming down. And they, they will, you know, and I said, please listen to me. I know what I'm telling you. I've been warned about this by the Lord by vision and dream. Run with me. Please run with me. And we were running up north. Hallelujah. And I had her, I was carrying one of her kids and holding another one. She was carrying another one. And we were all running, my brothers and sisters. And I saw like a mountain. And we all ran up the mountain. Hallelujah. And, and, and I was telling them, you got to stay up here. But the mountain we went up. It must have been close to 100 feet tall, okay? But the water was so high of the tsunami that came into land that in a 100-feet-tall mountain in New Jersey, the water went up almost to the top of the mountain. And, and, and one of my brothers slipped and went right into the tsunami. And I was telling my sister, please hold your kid up here. I'm going to go and jump into the water to save my brother. And I remember that, that one of my brothers, just he, he went into the tsunami. He got killed. And I was crying there in the, in the midst of all this, hallelujah, and I was crying to the Lord, Lord, why, ha why have you let this, let this happen to my brothers and sisters? Why have you destroyed New Jersey, the United States, so bad, Lord? Why have you done this, Lord? And, and always the message from the Lord is, my son, I have warned them. I have warned them that this is coming, but they have not repented. They have not listened to me hallelujah and you know this is why hallelujah this is why another one of the reasons the lord had me open the, this program so i can tell people in the united states and the world there is judgment of god coming there's serious judgment of god coming and it's here and it's and it's soon to happen i'm not going to give you a month or a day many people are saying that by the end of the month there will be great judgment coming to this land i don't know that the only thing I know, which the Lord reminded me this morning, is that this is here. It's here. Okay? And just because we're not seeing it, hallelujah, just because we're not seeing the judgment, okay, it doesn't mean that it's not coming. Hallelujah. It means that God is giving people a few days to repent, to turn away from sin, to turn back to God, hallelujah, and truly seek the Lord with all their heart. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is the one in charge of all this, and he is the one bringing all this judgment into land. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And and it's real bad. It's real bad judgment that is coming. Hallelujah. And I, you know, when I looked up in New York, hallelujah, and, you know, and I, I used to live in New Jersey. I lived there for seven years, and I used to look at those buildings in New York, how tall they are and all that. And, and one of the things is that there's like in the Empire State Building. At one time, the Lord showed me when the major tsunami hit New York, I could not see, I could not see the top of the Empire Building in New York. I don't know if the building went down with the water, but I, it was there was so much water from the tsunami that I cannot see a single building out of New York. I cannot see people swimming out of the water because as a hot highway water tsunami came into land. It, it was like it, all those millions of people, almost 20 millions of people in New York, got killed in one single night. And that's one thing the Lord showed me. The tsunami that is going to hit New York is going to come in the night when everybody is mostly sleeping. Okay? So when the next morning comes, okay, 
there will not be a single person alive over there. This is how bad it is. This is why the Lord is warning these people so much. Okay? And I believe 100% that this, what the Lord showed this brother and what he has shown me before in the last revelation he gave me about the, 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 the almost 500 way, uh, 500 way wood of water um, coming into land in the United States. I believe that's the one that is going to hit, praise Jesus, hallelujah, New York City, hallelujah, in all the states around. So it, it, will, not, it will not only be affecting New York, I believe every single state. And he has shown me this in, here in Massachusetts. I'm, I'm, I'm to the north of the United States. And to the east, east um, I will say the east, okay, which is there's more mountain up here than anything else. Okay, praise Jesus. And the Lord showed me, if you stay where you are, when this wave of water comes, your house and everything is going to be underwater. He showed me this the other day. Hallelujah. So not even this place here is secure. The only place secure we have is Jesus Christ. That is the only place secure we have. So we 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 gotta be walking in obedience, my brothers. This is not this is not time for us to play game. Hallelujah! This is not the time. That time has gone by. This is the time to be seeking the Lord. Hallelujah! And the Lord was speaking that that when when the United States get hit, Canada is next. Canada is next after the United States. And He showed me this. Hallelujah. He took me one day to Canada in the spirit. Hallelujah. And I couldn't believe the judgment the Lord brought to Canada. Hallelujah. It was like the entire Canada went down into the sea. There was, there was no more Canada. Hallelujah. And I, 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 I was shocked. I couldn't believe that, that it was so bad. Okay. But the Lord is telling people, hallelujah, that they, they just this, this is no time to play game anymore. This is time to seek the Lord. Where everything we have, hallelujah. Because when this comes to the United States, which, you know, this morning, let me share to you what I seen this morning. He, he takes me out again, hallelujah. And I'm, and I'm praying Jesus, hallelujah. And, you know, it, it's hard for me to explain all, the, all these things, but when, when the Lord takes you out in the Spirit, you just see, you just see what's happening, okay? You, you cannot tell time. But you know in your spirit, because of the knowledge of the Lord, that is here. That's all you know. This stuff is here. It's about to happen any day. If we're not ready, we're going to die. Hallelujah. And, and you know, people say to me, Brother Elvie, we're not going to see these things. We're going home in the rapture. Soon as these things happen. But I remember the Lord was standing in front of me. Hallelujah. When, we were, when I, was, I, I was talking to the Lord about the rapture, what is coming first? And the Lord says to me, my son, didn't I show you the signs, okay, that are going to happen before the rapture happens? He says to me, wait for the signs, okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So we're going to see some signs. I'm not saying we're going to see the entire United States destroyed before we go home. I don't think so, okay? But we are going to see earthquake and tsunami comes before we go home, hallelujah. And I say this because Jesus was standing in front of me. When he told me this, I myself asked him, Lord, hallelujah, we're going home before these things happen. He says, my son, didn't I tell you before that you're going to see like the earthquake in California and all these things happen first, okay, and tsunami. So, hallelujah, I got to stick with what the Lord had told me before, hallelujah, because he reminded me this.
So what well, last night or this morning, he showed me again a, a, a tsunami, hallelujah, coming, hallelujah, to the United States. But this part, I believe, was like it must have been the area of Washington, this D.C. Hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, yes. My brother Albert is writing to me. He's telling me, yes, uh, yes, a tsunami is coming, hallelujah. He said he had seen it in, in a vision too, hallelujah, praise Jesus. And he says it's going to hit Mexico, Central America, and, and South America, hallelujah. Well, this tsunami that I, that, I, that, I, that I seen last night, it was coming over Cuba, but I know it was also affecting the United States, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So I will have to look at the map, what, what part of the United States heading more to Cuba. And I know Florida is, hallelujah. And so the, all that area there, I could see, because I saw it on the water, it was hard for me to describe what I was seeing. But one, one thing, because someone was saying, oh, my goodness, Cuba is on the water. What happened to Cuba? It's not there no more, someone was saying. Someone was crying about this, and I could hear this person saying the hallelujah and i could see the water like coming to hit florida the wave of water hallelujah and and and, and I, it, it's like it was like the, the part of florida was caving in into hallelujah into the deep sea hallelujah hallelujah and in praise jesus hallelujah and it was so bad it was just so bad hallelujah and i don't i don't think the entire cuba got destroyed what i think is this tsunami affected cuba that's what I'm saying. Affect the Cuba uh, real, real bad. Hallelujah. But that, that was not the point what the Lord wanted me to see. Someone was saying this in the vision. But I saw the water like coming from, from here, the tsunami coming from, from Cuba to here, uh, uh, Miami, Florida. Hallelujah. And, and the wave of water was so high it, that, that part of uh, Miami was caving into land. And I couldn't see the other state because I was standing like in dry ground. And the water was just coming north, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And it was so bad, so bad what was happening, hallelujah. And how people suddenly just, just all those people lost their life, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But we know it's not suddenly because the Lord is telling people, this is coming, this is coming, hallelujah. And what I, what I got in my spirit was that this stuff is here. Hallelujah. We don't need to look too far into the future. To see this stuff. This stuff is here. It's just here. Hallelujah. And I was a little shaken up by what I was seeing this morning. Hallelujah. It's not that I'm surprised again. You know, I, you know, I didn't think this. I mean, I know that a few, a couple of months ago, the Lord took me in the spirit into Florida. Hallelujah. For a family, which I told my brothers and sisters. And hallelujah. They, after Florida had, had gone, had been destroyed by a tsunami. They were in a small house and all that, and the Lord was protecting them and all that. But brother, I could not see the, the uh, like, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, anything else of Florida. It was all underwater. Hallelujah. It was bad. It, I could not see Orlando, hallelujah, where the city is, hallelujah. I could not see it. And I was looking, like, where's Orlando? You know, I know Orlando is a, is a big city. Where, where's the building? Where the, where's the houses in Orlando? Hallelujah. Uh, praise Jesus, but not. It was all gone. It was all underwater. And I was very surprised, hallelujah, because I know there's a lot of hotels and all that over there. And I could not, hallelujah, see them anymore, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. 
So uh, it is so ha- sad what is going to happen over there, hallelujah. And if you live in Florida, you need to be in prayer. You need to be seeking the Lord, hallelujah. Pray Jesus uh, to see what the Lord wants you to do, hallelujah. Praise God, but there's judgment coming, hallelujah. Uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Real judgment coming from God, and God is warning his people. I am not the only one seeing these things. My brother Alberto also seen this stuff coming. Hallelujah. The Lord has been showing it to him. And many, many other people also have seen these things coming. It, everything we're getting now, hallelujah, from the Lord, it's like this stuff is upon us. Okay? It's upon us. Okay? And, and, and we, 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 the only way I feel like many people are going to escape this is they are with Jesus. Okay? And, you know, like the brother said in that video, you might want to go back and listen to the video because he talks about there, which the Lord told my brother Larry too. He talks about that safe place, I believe he's in Montana, where you can escape to, okay? There are safe places where you can go to and you will be safe, hallelujah. And I, you remember my brother Larry, when he, when he used to come on the radio, he used to tell people, what are the safe places that you can go to? And this brother mentioned like three or four. You may want to go back. And listen to this audio again, hallelujah. I, I praise Jesus, hallelujah, because you 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 might probably want to move to, to one of these places, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. It's very, very important, hallelujah, that we listen to the Lord, hallelujah. And, and you know, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, then, you know, a lot of people that, that should be repenting now are not. Those are the people, I believe, that should be running to this, to this state, hallelujah, to escape. But mostly we want to tell people that you want to run to Jesus. That's what you want to run. Because it don't matter to me if I die here by a tsunami, if a tsunami kills me, okay? Because if I die I'm with the Lord, I'm going to go home to be with the Lord. So it don't matter. It don't really matter what happens to us if we're serving the Lord. Hallelujah. And I know that tsunami is going to wipe out all the city where I am now. The Lord showed it to me. It's going to wipe out all the city, everyone here will be killed soon. He showed it to me, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. But I'm saying, if we're with the Lord, and the Lord wants us to stay here, hallelujah, we want to stay here. We want to be obedient to the Lord. Because the Lord knows, hallelujah. If the Lord, hallelujah, uh, um, wants you to stay there, and you're going to die, he takes you home. So it don't matter if you die, if you're serving the Lord. Whether you live or die, if you're with Christ, you're secure. Your life is secure. Hallelujah. That is what's important. Hallelujah. But you do want to seek the will of God for you. Because if the Lord tells you, I, like the Lord was telling this, this brother who used to write to me, I want you to move when you are, and I want you to go to Montana, I believe it was. Okay, look, the Lord was warning him a few months ago, and the Lord showed him the tsunami too that, that we're talking about now. And the Lord showed this brother, it's here. It's here, my son. You don't have a lot of time. Take whatever money you have and go and move over there. That's what the Lord was telling this brother. You know, and this brother was asking me, brother, if this is of God, brother, because the Lord's waking me up, waking me up early in the morning to tell me these things. He should, he first shows it to me, and then he tells me to run for my life, to get out of here. Hallelujah. And I said, brother, if the Lord's telling you that, what else do you want to hear? I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a human like you. And I know he's showing me this stuff. And I'm telling you this stuff so you would 
You will listen to the Lord, and you seek the Lord, and you prepare your life with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But you need to listen to the Lord. You need to let, you know, the Lord speaks to you to get out of where you are. You do you do so. Hallelujah. In Montana, I say for you, up in the Rocky Mountain out there, do so. You know, just just do it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Be obedient to the Lord if he's telling you this. Hallelujah. Other people may, may, may just want to do it. If they're not right with God, I, I suggest that they will do it. If they're not right with God, hallelujah, praise Jesus. Praise the Lord, because you don't want to die without Jesus, without your salvation. This is why we say that the important things in our life is our salvation, that we are saved. Hallelujah. We're saved by grace. Hallelujah. And all we, all we have to do is receive Jesus as our personal Savior. Believe that he, he, he died and rose again on the third day according to the word, and we are saved, the Bible says. Hallelujah. That's all we have to do, and then serve the Lord with all our heart. Turn away from sin. That's what Jesus wants from you and I, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So this is what matters here, that we're saved and we're seeking the Lord, and that we're doing the will of God, hallelujah. And I have told the people from California that a lot of them, they need to move. They, they need to get out of California. A lot of people, you know, they question now, whatever, but, you know, that's between them and God, hallelujah, if they don't make the decision. But remember, you do not want to die in disobedience. I tell you this right now, look what happened to the to the wife of Lot, okay? Look what happened to her. She was told not to look back, okay, when God was destroying, destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And what did she do? She, she looked back, okay? What happens to her? She died. That's what happens to her. Now, that she went to heaven, I don't know that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But it's hard to, you know, it's hard to really see it because if you die in disobedience, I don't think you go to heaven. Hallelujah. Unless you repent in those few seconds, okay, praise Jesus, hallelujah. But you don't want to die in disobedience because hell is full of disobedient children. That's what the hell is full of. Hallelujah. Heaven is full of obedient people. You know, even even if in, if in the moment of dying, you repent back to the Lord and you repent your sin, you go to heaven. Jesus takes you to heaven. Because in, this, in, that, in that very second or few minutes, you are being obedient to God again. You are repenting. You are turning back to him. And this is why the Lord God has brought many people, hallelujah, into heaven. Hallelujah. And, a, and dying in a bed, they, they have confessed the sin and they have repented of the sin. And Jesus showed me, like he showed me someone up in the first level of heaven. He he received Jesus in a dying bed. This man never kept the Bible, never knew about the Bible much, never went to church or nothing. But Jesus wanted me to see this. He died dying on the bed. Someone went and said, you got, you, you got to receive Jesus. You're dying. And the man says, amen. You got to repent your sin. And he went and repent his sins. Hallelujah. And he was in heaven. Jesus brought him to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So that, that's, that's what's important, my brothers and sisters. And I'm saying this because there's a lot of friends listening to this program. Hallelujah. They need to hear this. It's very important that they hear. Hallelujah. That if we don't have Jesus in our life, we're dead in sin. We're dead in sin. Hallelujah. In the rapture, hallelujah, uh, uh, Jesus, hallelujah, oh God, had given us a window Hallelujah. Are taking us out of here before the judgment comes, which is called a rapture. 
Hallelujah. Like it says in, in Isaiah, hide yourself, my bride, hallelujah, for a little while, for seven years, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We are called to, to hide ourselves with the Lord. Hide yourself with me, says in Jeremiah. And I say, hallelujah. I do want to bring the, the study about the rapture, hallelujah. It's not ready yet, but when I, once it's ready, you will know. I will bring it, hallelujah. We need to hide ourselves with Jesus, hallelujah. We need to, God is going to hide us in this rapture until the judgment go by. Just as he did in the ark of north, he hired them, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, until the water went down for 40 days and 49. And we're being called now, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. So we um, will, be, will be hiding, hallelujah, from the judgment. That's what the rapture means, hallelujah. God's going to hide you for a little while, says Isaiah, hallelujah, until his wrath comes down, says Isaiah. And the wrath of God is about to come. And before God destroyed the earth again, okay, which it says in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel that the earth will be destroyed again. It says it clear, and I read it to people. It's back in the archive. God is going to destroy the earth again. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. His judgment are coming. So we don't want to stay forever. We want to go into salvation. We want to be safe. We want to escape. Hallelujah. And that's what the rapture is all about. It don't mean that if people stay in the tribulation, they're not going to be saved. But it will be a lot harder for people who stay in the tribulation. Because one thing is, they got to be faithful to God without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I don't know you, but let me tell you, life without the Holy Spirit is the, is the hardest life that you can have. You don't want to walk on this earth without the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to walk on this earth without the Holy Spirit. He does a, such a great job in our life, hallelujah, praise Jesus. And, you know, people who have lost the Holy Spirit and because um, of, of things they've done, hallelujah, they can tell you about it. They can tell you about how sad, how hard it is to seek the Lord and to walk with God without the Holy Spirit. It's very, very, very hard because you got to do it by your own knowledge, okay, not by the strength of the Holy Spirit or the support or the conviction of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, which is very important to us, hallelujah. And a lot of time, let me tell you this, if the Holy Spirit don't convince you and I have sinned, we will continue sinning, okay? We will continue sinning. And, and, and when he comes and says, hey, 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 the red light, the, the yellow light comes on and says, hey, 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 LV, repent, repent, that thought is not mine, or that look is not mine. You look at you're not where you're not supposed to be looking at, brother. My son, hallelujah. And in that very second, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry, please, I'm sorry. And you repent to the Lord, hallelujah. But when, when the tribulation comes, you're not going to have that warning anymore. You're on your own. And you have, to, you have to, like the Jewish people, tie the word, write the word somewhere and just keep it on your arm, on some part on your body, hallelujah, so you can remember the word, what Jesus said, hallelujah, because it's going to be so hard, so, so hard, hallelujah that you're going to have to be reminding yourself that the Word says this, the Word says that. In, in seven years, you know how long seven years is without the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. So now, my brothers and sisters, or my friends that are listening to me, is a chance. Because if, if you're my brother and sister, you, you, ha you, you have the Holy Spirit. You're, you're serving God. You're seeking the Lord now. Hallelujah. 
you are seeking to go home with the Lord now in the rapture. And this is why I believe the devil has come so strongly against the rapture. Okay? He had he had really come strongly against the rapture because he knows, hallelujah, that if people have hope in God, okay, God is gonna bring them into safety. That's what the rapture is. He's gonna bring them into safety. And the devil don't want that. He don't want that. He's evil, he's bad. He wants to kill and destroy everybody. He don't care for nobody. Guys, Lord Jesus Christ is the only one who cares. And Jesus, right now, right now, this very second, that you're listening to this program, what do you think Jesus is doing for you? He's interceding before the Father right now for you and I, that you and I may be found worthy to escape the wrath that is to come. Hallelujah. Prophesied by Jeremiah, by Ezekiel, by Isaiah, by all the prophets. The God will bring an end to the world. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So, my brothers and sisters, it's very, very important now that we listen and we pay close attention to the warning of the Lord because all this stuff is coming. Hallelujah. At one time, hallelujah, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, the Lord took me into, into in the spirit into New Jersey again. And, you know, it's a coincidence. Or I don't say it's a coincidence in God. But how this brother mentioned New Jersey, it really, the Lord reminds me how he showed me how New Jersey is going to be destroyed when this tsunami comes. And, you know, always when, 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 they, when I seen this stuff happen in New Jersey, this one time, I look to New York, hallelujah, because they're so close to each other. And, and, and I look how New York was completely destroyed again. It was a sudden destruction. And, and, and you know, I remember what, what, what Paul says to us, Thessalonians, that when they say peace and security, sudden destruction will come upon them. Like a woman in labor, they will not escape. Hallelujah. And that's what's happening. Hallelujah. That this destruction is coming. And what Jesus wants is he wants to save a few people, a few. Hallelujah. Because he knows that the multitude, they don't want to listen. They, they, they think they got something great going for them to listen. Hallelujah. So there's only a few who wants to listen, and only for those few is warning them. Hallelujah. The Lord, um, yesterday morning, Sunday morning, I, I was talking to the Lord, and the Lord says to me, I want you to keep this program running on Sunday, on Sunday night. Hallelujah. And, you know, I, I was concerned, Lord, too much, you know, a little bit and all that, like we do, hallelujah, because I, I put a pre-recorded message on Saturday, and it was such a blessing to the people, and the Lord said to me, please, I, I want you to have it on Sunday too, hallelujah. And then he spoke to me again. He wants me to keep the program running on Sunday. And he, he is very concerned for his people. He's very concerned for those people who are not truly seeking him, who are not really listening because he, he wants to save them. That's the point with Jesus. He lost people so much. You know, and last time I seen the Lord, hallelujah, last week, he, he I, I mean, he was standing there looking at me, and he was, I could see him very busy looking at people who, like he told me, I'm bringing people to you because so, I, I want to save them. And I could see the Holy Spirit there too, and I saw the Holy Spirit so busy working with people, convincing, convincing people, just getting people to believe. And this is one of the problems we have with God, that we, we, we get so full of undoubt and unbelief. And my brothers and sisters, I want to I want to I want to warn you about this, that we need to be repenting doubt and unbelief, my brothers and sisters. 
It's so important that we do because you cannot approach God without unbelief. You will not hear from him, okay? Not directly, hallelujah. You will not hear from God when you approach him with unbelief. And, and I want to warn people about this. If you want to hear from God, you must repent down unbelief and pride. These three things, you won't believe how bad they are. Pride comes before a fall, okay? And this is why people keep on falling back into sin, okay? Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ, the reason he never fell into sin, you know why? Because he walked in true humility. And he put himself as an example of humility. He said to us to be like him. Hallelujah. He was so, so humble, so humble, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So humble. And we are to be like him, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So Jesus never sinned, hallelujah. And I told people, the Lord gave me a one day with true humility from heaven in my heart and my life. And I'm telling you, I could not sing even if I want to. Hallelujah. It was so beautiful. It was so nice to walk like that with God. I feel heaven completely clear to me. Everything was so clear. Everything, it's, it was like you can hear everything that is going on in heaven right now. When you walk in true humility from the Lord, from heaven. Hallelujah. So you, you want to seek humility, my brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, if you're having problems sinning, if you're always getting into problems with sin, you want to seek true humility, but you, true humility, but you want to be repenting your doubt and unbelief. It's very important, your pride. Write these things down if you need to. Put it beside your bed, hallelujah. Put it in your Bible. Put it everywhere. Doubt, unbelief, and pride. Those are three things that are hunting God's people. They are hunting. Those are three tools of the devil that the devil is using them mightily to, to really keep people from, 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 from receiving the blessing. You know, people complain to God all the time. Why God don't hear you, Lord? You're not doing nothing in my life. What's going on? And they question God so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's their own fault. It's their own fault. Hallelujah. Because they're not approaching God the way God tells them in his word. He wants them to approach them. Hallelujah. First of all, it says very clear in Proverbs and in Psalm, if you're going to approach God, you have to approach him in humility. you got to humble yourself. People are not doing that. They want the benefit without paying the price. They want the, they want the blessing. Like when Jesus made the, the, fed the 5,000 people with the three fish and, hallelujah, and the bread, hallelujah, they later on, they wanted the party to go on. Let's make this party go on all night long. No way. That not was the purpose of Jesus. Jesus did those miracles, hallelujah, was for them to recognize that God was there, first of all, and the Lord wanted them to, to, to walk in a personal relationship with him, to learn from the hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. But they didn't learn nothing. They wanted a party to go on 24 hours, 7 days a week. They wanted Jesus to stand there, raise his hand, and fool, let fool come. Hallelujah. Let it come, let it come, let it come. No, that wasn't the purpose. Hallelujah. The, the, the purpose of feeding all those people. Hallelujah. The purpose was for them to see God, to have a relationship with God. Hallelujah. To truly walk in, in humility with God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God was there among them, and they could not discern it. They could not discern God. They could not discern Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Praise God, hallelujah. And that is the problem. That even when God is speaking to someone, because of their pride and unbelief, hallelujah. And Jesus rebuked them. Jesus said, oh, you generation, a viper, hallelujah. How long am I going to be with you? Well, you unbelief, well, unbelief hard. Hallelujah. They have so much unbelief in them, hallelujah, that they could not see that the Lord was there. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. And a lot, all these things we're giving you, these words, they're coming straight from the Lord. Hallelujah. These revelations I'm sharing with you, they're coming straight from the Lord. Hallelujah. And like Jesus says to me, they don't believe you. They're not believing me. He gave them to me. I didn't come up with this stuff. I didn't sit down and say, let me dream about that. No. Hallelujah. This stuff is all coming from the Lord. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is why we're saying, my brothers and sisters, that even if the Lord himself was speaking to you, you will not listen if your heart is full of pride down and unbelief. You're not going to receive the warning. You're not going to receive the word because there's, there's something making you sick inside of you already. And your spirits are life. And the Lord is calling you to wake up from that. Repent. Repent your down unbelieving pride. Just repent it. Repent it every day. That's what the Lord is having me to do. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And I notice, I notice this in my personal life sometimes. When I don't feel the presence of the Lord so strong like I like to, I love being in the presence of the Lord. And sometimes I don't feel so, so strong. And then, you know, I start thinking, what am I doing wrong? Okay. And then when I, when I go into prayer with the Lord, and I, re, I, I remember to start repenting down unbelieving pride, hallelujah, then the Lord lets me know, you, you have so much pride in you today that you couldn't feel me. You couldn't feel my presence. Hallelujah. The pride was keeping you from seeking me. Hallelujah. Even though the Lord sometimes is whining people because they're so prideful, hallelujah, praise Jesus, they're not going to hear the Lord. They're not humbling themselves. Okay? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And the problem is that when he speaks, we don't hear because pride keeps us from hearing the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to seek humility, my brothers and sisters. And if you have true humility from heaven, hallelujah, it will be very hard for you to sin. Hallelujah. So if you got pride, hallelujah, if you don't repent, you know what's going to happen? You're going to fall. And you're going to continue to fall until you deal with the problem. Okay? That's what's going to happen, hallelujah. It's like if, the, if, if your card starts giving you a warning light that something is wrong and you ignore that, when you're on the highway and your car breaks down to you and you're there all, all, all mad at your car and you're punching your car and you're doing this, you're doing that. Well, two days ago when it was giving you the warning light, why didn't you check what was happening? Why didn't you at least look into a mechanic? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And that's what we, we're like that. Somehow, we're like that. That we got all these warnings, okay? And sometimes we take it for granted. And then when stuff happens, then people blame God. That, this is another sub part of all this. That it says in Revelation, after all that judgment were coming, people will not repent of their sin. They will not stop worshiping the idols and all that, Okay? They, they, stopped, they started cursing God and blaming God for what was happening. And they brought all that stuff on themselves because of their sin, of their, because of their unrepenting heart. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And God, for all these years, we got over 2,000 years of warning from God. His own son 
prophesy about the earthquakes and tsunami. Uh, earthquakes, hallelujah, it's a sign in the last day. And a tsunami, let me tell you, it's an earthquake too. It's a sea earthquake, hallelujah. That's what tsunami is. So Jesus himself, the Son of God, warned us all this for over 2,000 years, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we listening to the Lord? Are we listening to what God is saying? That's what's so important in all this. Are we repenting? Second step. Hallelujah. That's what he wants us to be in repenting now. Be getting ready to escape. That we may find worthy to escape. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I got my brother Jim Shin coming on. Hallelujah. And I'm sure he has a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for listening to me. Tomorrow I got a new message. Hallelujah. That is going to bless your life. Don't miss it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me put out my brother Jin Shin. Hallelujah. Brother Jin Shin, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here, brother. God Praise bless you. Jesus. Amen. Hey, God bless you, hey, brother. Hey, brother Elvi. Yes. So, uh, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna be on Sundays too? Yes, brother. Yes. yes. <laughs> Starting from yeah. this Sunday. Say that again. Uh, starting from this Sunday. Yes, starting from this Sunday. I'm gonna, I gotta put in the hour for the program because I'm the one that picks the hour. But uh, for well, sure, I'm going to have it set up for the Sunday, brother. <laughs> Amen. God, he's, uh, he's, uh, yeah. he loves you so much. He's, uh, he's using you, brother. And, yeah, he uh, talks, the Lord talks to me about it, and I was like, uh -huh. um, okay, Lord. And he said he said it very serious, and I'm, I, I'm not going to say no to the Lord, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know when I called you earlier today? Mm-hmm. You know how my, my uh, attitude was when I'm calling you? I said, is there anybody com coming on the show? Or is mm -hmm. there anybody else? Like, I knew I had to be on the show, but I didn't tell you, hey, I have to be on the show. Um, well, I knew, yeah, when you called, I knew when you called that the Lord has spoken to you to be on the show. So I already <laughs> knew that, you know. Yeah, but I was sort of like pushing it off. Oh, maybe somebody should come, come, no, should no, no, come on the show. No, no, no. Obedience, obedience. Hey, obedience, amen, amen. All right, brother. Uh, okay, let me brother. take over. All right. Uh, God bless you, brothers and sisters listening to us right now. Uh, Lord loves you so much that uh, uh, Lord has set up this radio program. And what a mighty blessing. He just opened up Sundays. Lord wants to heal you. Lord wants to touch you. Lord wants you to come to Him. Like truthfully, He wants you to come. Just one second here. My niece is uh, bothering me here. Okay, sorry, my niece is... doesn't understand. Okay, let me just go on. Okay. Well, my brothers and sisters, uh, last, was it Saturday, that Sister Tammy was sharing with uh, his people. You know how awesome is that? Right? Uh, you know, it's, I know that, you know, Sister Tammy, you're nervous, but it's such an awesome blessing to share with the people. And if there's any brothers or sisters out there, that wants to, uh, that has anything that God has revealed to you, 
And you know that if it's a blessing, if you share, then please do contact LV and please do share uh, with the bride. Okay, my niece just left. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, let, us, let us continue. I had a vision uh, a few days ago, uh, two days ago. It was a Saturday, okay? Uh, it was at night, and uh, I was in a church, okay? And uh, in the spirit, um, Lord let me know that I, in that situation, I am, uh, it, was a, it was in a church, and there was a wedding, and I was a guest. So I was sitting in those, you know, those, you know, those old churches, there's a long wooden chairs, just one single long chair that 12 people could sit on both, you know, both sides, like 24 on both sides. Anyways, I was sitting there and there was nobody, okay? And the, the father of the bride brings in the bride, okay? And their face was very happy, didn't care, they didn't really care if nobody was there, okay? And just one bride, and the father of the bride brought her in, okay, to the altar or the, the pew or wh whatever that's called. And I was saying, where's everybody? Where is everybody? You know, and then, and then the vision ended. And the Lord let me know through that vision, now less than 1% of the bride, the true bride, not the one that, that uh, is watching, but the ones that are watching that are the true bride with the true repentance and separation from the world is less than 1%. It's really, and, uh, you know, I, the Lord let me know that He is really saddened. It really saddens our Trinity God, but He also let me know that it's got to be that way. And uh, so I was, I was sad too, but... If it's meant to be like that, less than 1% for the true bride, so be it. Amen? Um, especially nowadays, there's so many so-called watchmen out there. But, uh, you know, they're uh, actually focusing on the spirit spiritually, biblically significant date of waiting for the return of, or, or waiting for the, the rapture, the catching away, you know, for their... Uh, their concentration is usually on the dates, okay? And then, yeah, they mention, yeah, we got to repent our sins, yeah, but it's, 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 a, it's a small fraction. So if you are so busy with all those videos out there or just networking with others that's just watching the dates, you have to be careful because they're focusing on the date rather than uh, holiness, separation from the world, sanctification, being spotless and wrinkle-free, and, uh, yeah, if that's missing, they're losing the whole point, okay? So we cannot rely on dates, my brothers and sisters. We cannot rely on the dates. Uh, okay. Oh, man. My niece came over and just threw me off. Okay, but let me, let me, let me, um, get, get back on my feet. Uh, let me pray. Oh, Lord, Father God. I pray that uh, you speak through me. And Lord, please take over this vessel. Once again, I pray to you, Lord, on the air. Please take over this vessel. Speak through me. Speak to your bride. 
strengthen your pride. Lord. Let us depend on you. Lord, help us surrender completely to you at this time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay, sorry, guys. All right. So, yes, we cannot rely on dates, okay? The problem with the setting on dates is that until that date, you're not going to do anything, okay? Which is the worldly stuff. Well, hopefully, okay, which is sort of good. That's the pros. But the cons is when that date passes, there's a very big chance that Satan will be very happy about. The fact is that when when a certain somebody set a date or you're looking for a certain date and, and that pass and that date passes, what happens is that you're gonna lose passion, you're gonna lose fire, you're gonna lose the oil. Okay? Because oh man, maybe he's not coming after all. Okay? What I was even thinking. And then you start to look back, okay, like the wife of Lot. You're gonna look back. Okay? Have I done it before? I have done it before. This is not telling you. I'm not telling you from textbook. I have done it before. Let me tell you. It was so hard to be back right with God and to, to really get back with the intimacy with God. That is so hard. So we need, to, <laughs> we need to just get back with the Lord and just be right with the Lord. And forget the date, my brothers and sisters. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to tell you how during my weekend, okay, how I almost cheated on my Lord. So you're going to ask me, what are you talking about? You almost cheated, okay? Remember last week I told you that, okay, uh, my fasting seemed to be a little intense, so I'm going to have a break for a few days. So last Saturday and Sunday, and then I was on a break. So basically I was eating the things that I liked um, not too much on Saturday, but Sunday it was a heyday because I think my flesh was like so stressed out, right? So uh, I literally... Uh, almost cheated on my, my Lord. Okay. My problem that the Lord corrected me was um, I have a love for cars. Okay? So, my, uh, usually, brothers, you know what I'm talking about. You know how you could go on the uh, the website for, like, automobile web, uh, company's website, and you could do, like, build your own cars on online, right? You could build your own BMWs, uh, uh, Porsches, and... Aston Martins, Maseratis, and, you know, uh, oh, yeah, Ferraris, too. Yeah, so you could do that. You could pick your own color. You could pick your own, like, wheels and, what you know, which interior, which option, and all of that stuff. And remember, before, when I was, uh, when the Lord really corrected me, I knew all the, the color names of the manufacturers. I knew which options they had. I know which, how much they cost. So when I say that I like some some things, I really, really was, I was loving it with my soul, spirit, body, everything, which was idolatry. Because I was spending time, I could build cars for three hours and, and not be tired, okay? Stare on the monitor. <laughs> what? That was a mighty cheating on the Lord, right? That's, that's so cheating because I'm idolizing the worldly stuff. And then I stopped. And guess what happened? I was eating... Um, I did eat a little bit of ice cream. I didn't eat meat on Saturday, but I ate a little meat on Sunday. And guess what happened? My flesh was strengthened. So basically, my spirit decreased and my flesh increased. So what happened was I, uh, I 
myself after I ate, okay, um, I was full and then I ate something sweet, okay, and then I found myself in front of the computer logging into the certain websites that I went into, right, that you could build your own cars. And I was on the verge of, oh, I just want to, I just want to see what's out there for this new year because I don't even know what, what's new for the new year, right? So, um, and then the Spirit told me, hey, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? If I'm, if, okay, here's my, here's my values. If I, if I do build your own, build your own cars, put on a color that I like of the car, and then turn 360 degrees around with the wheels that I like, okay, and picture myself in the car, Driving in a nice, driving, cruising, mountainous roads that I really love, or even the coast, coast uh, Pacific Coast Highway, with somebody that I love, okay, eating ice cream, drinking coffee, okay, with <laughs> that's caffeine, right? Uh, caffeine, right? And when I'm thinking that, let me tell you, that's cheating, and I know that's cheating. Before I, I was gonna do that. The Lord stopped. Well, let me know what are you doing, and then I said, okay. I need to start drinking water and check myself. And then before I was cheating on the Lord, I stopped. So basically, I flirted with the world. When? When my flesh increased. So my brothers and sisters, remember I even told you we have to not compromise? But let me tell you, I, uh, I let my flesh get the best of me. But I'm telling you now, again, that we shouldn't let that happen. And then I stopped and I repented. Okay? And I felt so sorry for the Lord. Why? Because I cheated on him, the bride. I cheated on his son, Yahweh's son, and I cheated on him. He's preparing me, going through all this. We are going through all these trouble, right? But don't you know that God is behind the scenes? He's going through more trouble because we're giving him headaches too, or more. We're heart aching him when we're doing this. So I really repented. So anybody out there, if there's any one person, are you cheating on the Lord when you think that you're doing something? When You know what? When you're in the flesh, you don't remember. You just do it naturally, right? So stop, drink a lot of water, <laughs> you're eating sweet, stop. And remember what I told you. I, get, I let my flesh get the best of me, and then, but, you know, the Lord stopped me, which is awesome. Amen? But anyways, that's what happened. Uh, I went through that this, uh, this weekend. And then I feel really bad. So, uh, yeah, I, we have to be really careful. So what we need to be doing or asking the Lord, we need to be spiritually airtight. Amen? This is a time to be spiritually airtight. And we need to be wise as a serpent. And, you know, serpents are very deadly, right? But yet harmless as a dove. Amen? So we have to be very alert because... We don't have to go off outside of our house. We could sit inside the home, and when you're eating something and then let the flesh increase in you, things happen. And you get angry. It's very easy to get, you know, angry because the devil is throwing a lot of fiery darts at us right now, okay? So, no, do not give any space. Let us ask the Lord for us to stay airtight spiritually. Let us stay vigilant. Amen? Okay. The Lord wanted me to share a Ruth story about Ruth, okay? Okay, so he gave me Ruth yesterday. Let me read to you Ruth. You know a lot of people talk about Esther, talking about rapture? 
But a lot of people, I've not heard one person talk about Ruth. Okay. So the Lord wanted me to talk about Ruth yesterday. He blessed me so much with this. Okay, hear me out. I'm going to read Ruth chapter 1, verse 12 through 18. It says, turn again. Oh, well, before I say that, I'm going to tell you the story here. Naomi was married to this man, and Naomi was from Bethlehem, Judah, okay? And Naomi had two sons, okay? So what happened was the two sons were married, and, but um, Naomi's husband died, and then shortly after that, uh, if it was shortly after, I'm not sure, but anyways, her two sons died. So basically, three women are left, Naomi and the two daughter-in-laws, okay? So that's the background story, Ruth chapter 1, verse 12 through 18. It says, Turn again, my daughters, go your way. This is Naomi talking. For I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should, say, if I should have a husband also tonight, and also have sons, or bear the sons, would you... Wait for them till they were grown. Well, you stay f- for them to have, you know, you to have yourself husbands. Okay. Nay, my daughters, for it grieves me much for your sake that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. They wept. It was sad. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law Naomi, but Ruth clave unto her. Fifteen. And she said, Behold, your sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her God. They were the, I believe they were the Moabites, the heathen nation. Okay? So Naomi says to Ruth, You return after your sister-in-law, right after you follow her footsteps. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to return from following after you, and this is what she said. This is very, very important here. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Where thou diest, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if I, but death part thee and me. So basically, I will stay with you and love you forever, Till death do us apart. Wow. <laughs> right, 18. And when she saw that, she was steadfastly minded to go with her. Then, then she left speaking unto her. Okay? And what we emphasize here is that Ruth said, Okay? Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Naomi, I will never leave you. I will stay with you until you die, or until I die, until death do us apart. Okay? What a mighty, mighty relationship. Okay? Let me tell you, we talked about in the flesh, right? In the flesh, don't you think that waiting for Christ, believing in God, for His catching away, don't you think that in the flesh, it seems like the situation here, it, it seems, does it seem like a situation where, you know, your husband is dead, and you're, you know, then you're not bound to the to your husband and your mother in law could care less, right? But in the spirit, we know it's a spiritual blessing, but in, in, in the fleshly situation we're talking about. But Ruth stayed with her. She didn't even care about herself. She said, I'll die. 
until you die or I die until death do us apart. And my brothers and sisters, let's check our attitude towards God right now. Do we have that love? Do we have that commitment? Do we have that sort of intimacy with our Lord? Saying, Lord, I will give even my life to be with you. I don't care of the circumstances right now. Amen? So, let me tell you. Ruth was a he- from a heathen nation, okay? And uh, she, obviously she's, you know, Gentile, right? And uh, their, her people serve other gods, okay? And Lord blessed her. She had that attitude. She had that heart. She had that intimacy, right? For, for Yahweh's child, amen? And you know what happened? Ruth was blessed by God and appointed as King David's great-grandmother. For this is, a, this is a heathen lady. Can you believe it? Lord blessed her and made her grandmother of King David. You know how awesome is that? And she's mentioned in genealogy amongst the four women. Amen? When they talk about Jesus Christ's uh, lineage. So how awesome is that? So let me tell you. Blessing, we don't know what kind of blessing, how how uh, great of it it is. We cannot fathom. But there is a there is a trick there. Or not a trick. There is a fact there. I'm sorry. Okay. And uh, the Lord wanted me to talk about remitting sins. Uh, is there any brothers and sisters that go to their community uh, church right now? And I'm sure a lot of you do, okay? And um, for those that uh, the Lord still have you go and minister to some people like me, I'm ministering the the young kids at a small uh, church um, at a nearby city here in Los Angeles, okay? And uh, what happens for the leaders, they made a certain, uh, well, they told me that I should be attending the, the, the morning service around uh, 8.45, 9-ish, Sunday. So I go, okay? So um, when I'm sitting and listening to the words, okay, I hear the Spirit of God telling me false, false, false false, false. Basically, okay, repentance is not mentioned not even once. Last time I told LB that it was mentioned at the end of the year service, okay? That was just once, okay, in a sermon, okay? And Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ said, I'm knocking at the door, if you have an ear and have eyes to see, you know, open up, I totally understand that. When I was in that situation, I was my spirit was so tormented. Yeah, but why am I still there? Well, Lord still had me there for the kids. He just let me go through it. And his, this is what he revealed to me. I have to remit their sins. Remit their sins. So if any of you out there, that the Lord is still having you go to certain churches to administer to some people, or you're still going there, you know, while you're seeking the Lord and you and, and the Lord allowed it, okay? okay? I think the best is really just seeking the Lord at home. You know, I you know, my my dad's my dad's a retired pastor of a 
uh, denominational church, okay? But I'm telling you, from my background, it's better to stay at home, really seek the Lord earnestly, with having such a wonderful intimacy with God in your intimate place. But if the Lord allowed it for you to be at a certain church, you have to start remitting their sins. So, all right. So, let's talk about what is remitting the sin. Okay? You could remit the sins if you are of God. If is the Holy Spirit in you, then yes, you could remit the sins. Um, Henry, you know, you guys know Henry Groover. Amen? Henry Groover is known to be a prayer walker. And he walks around the world and remits the sins and, you know, uh, takes down strongholds and stuff like that. Okay, that's his specialty. Um, and if you if you study about what is what is remitting sins, okay, uh, there's you, we could read John chapter twenty verse twenty three. Okay, I'll, let me read that to you. Whosoever uh, whosoever whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. So the Lord wanted me to tell you the the meaning of remit. Remit means to send forth and to yield up. Okay, and to retain means it's it's to be kept in position and to be kept in mind. So what is? I was you know when I was starting this, I was still confused. But what is remitting sin? Is this is the same as standing in in the in the gap for your immediate family? Um, no, it's similar, but it's it's not the same. Okay, it's not you're you're not remitting sins for other people and then they're safe. They're gonna they're gonna go to the first level of heaven or the valley. No, 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 no. This is basically when you remit other people's sin. Okay, let's say that you're sitting in a church where they're not waiting for Christ, but Lord still puts you there to administer to some people to his to his souls. Then you're gonna sit there and the spirit is gonna tell you that's false, that's false and false. And your spirit's being tormented. And you should not accept that message. But, now, the devil tempts you, and the flesh tempts you to judge them, and to condemn them. Okay? Now, this is very important, because we see so many people, they're not waiting for God, they're not sanctifying themselves in the Lord, they're not keeping them consecrated and separated from the world. They're not fasting. They're not seeking the Lord with intimacy. They're just taking the Lord for granted. We see a lot of that almost everywhere we go. And what we do, the true bride should not judge or condemn. But have I done it? Yes, I have. I was so stressed out that even though even though they told me that, hey, you're, you, what you're doing waiting for God is stupid, but their actions spoken, and I started condemning them, and then I started judging. My brothers and sisters, we shouldn't judge. We should not condemn. Well, the only righteous judge is the Yahweh Father God, our Trinity God. Okay? So we should not judge. So what should we do instead? If we don't remit sins, we're going to start judging because we're going to be stressed out. So what we have to do, we say, Lord, I remit their sins, Lord. So what, what, what does... Alright, let's go back to remitting sins. What does it do? Basically, what it does is that <clears throat> when a person sins in they have judgment set on them for their open doors and sins. Right? We all know that. But when you remit their sins, it depressurizes the judgment from God. Basically what it does is it gives them time 
and, it, and the, like oil of the Spirit to lubricate, uh, and actually, basically, uh, the spirit of repentance is, uh, is more easily come upon them, or when they do start repent, then the, the way how Father God uh, recovers them, it really helps them to recover, them fa- recover back to God, uh, restore back the intimacy with God faster, okay? And then it creates a more chance for them to commit to, I mean, uh, come, have them come back to true repentance. So that's what remitting sins does, okay? So it depressurizes the judgment, okay? And then it allows them to have more time to repent, okay? So it's sort of like standing in the gap, but it's it's not the same. But it's it's sort of like in the similar arena, if you get the idea. Okay, so are you in an area where they say they love the Lord, right? They always search after God in their troubles, and then they're back to feeding their flesh, okay? And they're using Jesus' blood for granted in the churches, and then just talking about prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. And you know one thing that Lord let me know? That... um, no offense to YMCA, but um, this body of people has become a social networking club. They gather in the name of the Lord, and they talk about Word of God, but Jesus is not mentioned except when they say, "I we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, how sad is that? This when you're in a place, when there, when people meet in the name of the Lord and it has become a social networking club, let me tell you, the judgment that's being heaped on right now is so serious, right? The, the 300, 400-foot uh, body of water of tsunami coming in, that is not a joke. That is not a joke. We talk about it, we feel bad that they're not understanding but if we're judging, if we're condemning, we're going to be condemned and we're going to be judged. Don't you? Remember my vision. We're less than 1% of the bride, right? Do you want to stay in 1% creme de la creme of God's finest bride? That finest bride does not judge or condemn. So let me tell you, when you don't remit their sins, ask for the Lord to give them more uh, time to repent. And that when they do start repenting, that the spirit of repentance really takes over, you know, in a in a better uh, or, or or wider flow than normally it usually does. Then you don't you don't have that you don't have that pride come up and start judging. Okay, so when when you have that moment when you see people, okay, when you're in a, in front of somebody thinking they're better than you, and then they're not waiting for the Lord, keeping them, keeping in holiness, then you're going to find yourself judging them. You immediately repent and stop, and you start remitting their sins. Lord, I remit their sins. Please give them more time to repent, and that Lord truly bring on the spirit of repentance towards them, that they truly seek you and not take you for granted. Because Lord, they don't fear you. The problem is, they don't fear him. If they really feared him, they wouldn't be doing the things that they are doing right now. You know what? If those true, if those pastors that are called by the Lord 
in the big churches, if they truly believe that heaven exists, hell exists, take the word seriously, and there is a crown, and there is a valley, a compartment, first level, third heaven, third level of heaven, and, you know, even the second level of heaven, if they believe that, even a little, at least a little bit, and fear him, they wouldn't be talking the things that they are right now, okay? And Brother Elvis just talked about pride, right? Pride is so ugly, it so blinds us, right? They are so blinded by pride. And I talked about, hey, there's going to be a mega earthquake coming. And they, you know what they said? Nothing. They smiled with a smirk and walked away, thinking that, oh, he's just a lunatic. Uh, he's just a conspiracy theorist. You know, it's so sad. But before I started condemning them, because I, I, they stressed me out. Because I'm doing this for you. I'm saying this for you. I'm putting myself on the line, saying it for you. And you take it as in I'm crazy, okay? Don't, my brothers and sisters, don't take it, don't take it personally. Once again, this is from the Lord. My brothers and sisters, do not take it seriously when other people hurt you. Because you say things because you care for them. You want them to wake up. Because if they have open doors, they have a lot of influence from the devil, okay? They, if 